Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So another real-time show, but this time it was over three days. This episode is going to revolve around Creatures Fest, which I attended May 27th through May 29th, 2022 at the Senesta Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. So the holy shit portion of that intro was taken from Saturday night of this three-day event, Vinnie Vincent's performance, immediately after the 20 to 25 minutes of quote-unquote shredding. I felt that was fitting way to begin the podcast because it's got a couple different meanings depending on your perspective. And if you're living in the real world, and not fantasy land. How about fantasy land? <laughs> you'll understand what perspective I have. We'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. So what was Creatures Fest? So, you know, I going back, trying to find where it kind of originated, I think I remember hearing something about it either early in the year or towards the end of last year and Creatures Fest, and there was something about Vinnie Vincent going to be appearing, and then there were some of these other bands that ended up being on the bill as well were, were introduced, not even on my radar whatsoever at that point. Then Ace Fraley got added to it at some point, again, maybe early on in the year, and again, that didn't move the needle either. I mean, again, somewhere that I'm going to travel to decent distance, you know, it's going to have to be something more than that. So shortly after Ace got announced, they ended up announcing Bruce Kulik. And trying to get some detail on that almost immediately, like, okay, is it just him going to show up, do some meet and greets, maybe hop on stage and play with some people and that type of thing? Or is it going to be his solo band that has played unbelievable shows on the cruise done some uh, cruise fest kind of pre-cruise parties did the indianapolis kiss expo in 2018 which i was fortunate enough to attend and then recently did a show at vamped out in las vegas towards the end of uh, 2021 maybe that was even new year's eve i can't remember for sure but when I got clarification that it was going to be his band, okay, now we're talking. I put it on the calendar. I don't think I purchased a ticket right away trying to find out. Actually, maybe the ticket options weren't even announced yet and prices and all that stuff. So kind of holding tight, holding tight. And then they announced Peter Chris was going to be there as well. Do some meet and greet stuff. 
you know, maybe they had announced that he might get on stage and sing a little bit, but he had just had surgery or was going to have surgery and likely not going to be playing the drums. So at that point, and as soon as tickets were made available, I looked at it and I'm, I, I, I bought a ticket. So I bought a VIP ticket. So the main point of doing that based on the map of kind of where the concerts were going to be held I wanted to be in the closer section to the stage, so that's what I ended up doing. I never really considered any of the meet and greets. I pretty much have met everybody that was there, except for Vinnie Vincent. I mean, the only band member left for me to meet and hopefully get the solo album signed is Paul Stanley. I know everybody out there is probably screaming, well, that's the worst one to have as your last one because it's going to be very difficult. I know. I know. I get, I get it. I get it. So anyway, didn't do any of that stuff. So it was just really, I mean, I was going for the hang. I was going for the live music and that was, that was going to be it. So I remember looking at flights and again, I know Nashville is just booming town, but <laughs> it is not the easiest place to fly into and I know they're doing renovations on the airport and you know trying to trying to get more gates and you know get more more flights in and out of there and all that stuff but looking at flights initially it was like whoo I mean prices were weren't great again Memorial Day weekend but didn't know that Nashville was a destination for Memorial Day weekend and then the schedules were not good I mean not convenient times at all so it was odd. I thought that I had purchased an airplane ticket and at some point, you know, maybe six to eight weeks out, I <laughs> went searching for the email with the confirmation and all that of the flight that I thought I had purchased and nothing, found nothing. So I'm like, okay, let me go out there and see. And the prices were worse. Times were still the same, not good. And so I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to consider driving. So, you know, from where I'm at in Michigan down to Indianapolis, four hours. And then really another four hours from there down to Nashville. And I was thinking, you know, I could probably leave Thursday night after work, get down to Indy, stay overnight, get up the next morning, drive in, you know, get there by noon when things were supposed to get started and then I was just going to have to bite the bullet and drive home and, uh, but stop and get, you know, probably sit down and have a nice lunch and take a break and then make my way home. So that was kind of my initial plan and talked about this a little bit on the who episode a few weeks ago, but my daughter who went to school in Indianapolis this year, her boyfriend that she met from Cincinnati so when she got home a couple weeks ago from school and we were talking, I was letting her know what I was doing and she's like, oh, well, maybe we could go down to Cincinnati and you could drop me off and I could hang out with my boyfriend over the weekend and then you could drive on and then come back and get me on the way home. And she's like, I'll drive from home to Cincinnati and Cincinnati home. And I'm like, deal. <laughs> that leaves me basically a four hour drive both ways. And 
absolutely. So that worked out very, very well. So I ended up getting there around 11 a.m. on Friday morning and for whatever reason forgot that there was a time change, forgot that Nashville was on central time and ended up gaining an hour, which was fine, but then realized I was going to be losing an hour on the way home, which was a little bit tougher. So again, this was held at the Senesta Hotel, which was right by the airport, which was actually within shouting distance of where Rockin' Pod was in 2021, which I was also at and flew in for. But I, this was a much nicer hotel. I thought the, the layout was better and had an indoor-outdoor pool area, which was cool. And the rooms, I thought the rooms were actually pretty nice. So getting kind of the lay of the land, you know, they had a lobby, obviously, area, restaurant right off of that. Then a number of conference rooms and then some ballrooms where the, the evening shows were. But then there was kind of this annex off of the hotel. Again, you know, 20 feet from it. And that's where they had set up this Expo City where there were a bunch of vendors. There were some podcasts set up in there. And that's where some of the afternoon concerts were going to be held as well. So, I mean, overall, everything seemed to be set up pretty well. So one other thing I thought was pretty funny was the bar drinks. So the bars that they set up in the concert area, kind of outside of those ballrooms, had three Kiss-related drinks. So you've got Dr. Love, which was Jack Daniels, Black Raspberry, Blackberries, simple syrup, mint, squeezed lemon, and Sprite. They had Lick It Up, which was tequila, Don Julio Blanco, coconut rum, pineapple juice, orange cherry for garnish, and mint. And then they had cold gin, which was a tan gin. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool that they actually had a nod to the band, which this expo was revolving around. Okay, before I get into the episode, so this is not going to be a traditional Slam Fest podcast episode. And again, just based on the schedule of the weekend and how things laid out, this would be way too long if I included a Band on the Bill Spotlight, Which Side Are You On segment, that type of stuff. So I actually had those segments planned and I had a couple people that were going to join me for that. But the scheduling for that was just too difficult to do. So my plan is to get that recorded at a later date, hopefully not too far out. And I'm going to release that as a bonus episode. So leading up to this, I had some different people asking me how I was going to handle it. Because obviously each episode revolves around a show in a day. And this was three days and had considered doing an episode for each day, but didn't want to <laughs> really spread it out that far and have, again, three consecutive weeks of that. So again, I wanted to take those segments out, release them at a later date. Content is related to some of the artists that were at Creatures Fest, so it makes sense, and I'll just release that at a later date. So let's move on to the events of Friday. So again, I mentioned I got there around 11, got checked in, got registered. Everything was 
pretty smooth, pretty easy, and then ended up taking <laughs> three or four trips to bring in all of my crap for the three days. Because again, I had coolers, I had, you know, different backpacks with, with speakers and all this stuff that I was bringing in for the weekend. So that took a little bit of time and temperature, I mean, it was a little bit cool and overcast and I had just driven through some torrential downpours. So again, not a, not a great day for anything happening outside. And unfortunately that was the only day where there was anything going on outside. But as I was doing kind of the load in and into my room and whatnot, I saw Joe Polo, Joey Casada, Podcast Rock City, as I was doing that and talked to them for a little bit. Saw Sonny and Danny Pooney near one of the elevators, but didn't have a ton of time to talk to them at that point. And then met Tom and Zeus from Shout Out Loudcast in the elevator at one point, kind of early on there. And ended up seeing Stephen Michael and his wife Jen near the indoor pool area kind of prior to the first event of the day. So again, later on, things just kept getting rolled out for this thing. So one of the later things that got added was a group of musicians were getting together to recreate Kiss's MTV Unplugged from 1995. And that was going to be kind of the kickoff for that day. So they had said there was going to be a pool party. And the pool was actually pretty cool. Like I said, it was an indoor-outdoor pool. They were setting up the band to play outside. And again, weather was not great. At least it stayed dry. But a little bit of wind and it was cooler than normal. So not so much of a pool party that day. But around 3.30 p.m., the MTV Unplugged recreation started. So who made up this band? Okay, so you've got Steve Brown of Trickster on guitar and vocals. You've got Joey Casada from ZO2 on drums, and I had him on several episodes ago. You had Brandon Fields from Minefield on bass. And then you had, so Tyson Leslie from the Nashville area, who I talked about when we did the Rock and Pod recap, and he's kind of the <laughs> mastermind behind the rare hair sets and getting all these musicians together and to to play these uh, these cool uh, rare hair sets. But he's a fabulous musician himself, so he was there. And then, primarily on one of the other guitars was Brennan Maletto. I believe that's how that's pronounced. And he is one of the guitarists and the lead vocalist for the band Sisters Doll, who will play into this weekend a little bit later. So again, that was your core band during this performance. So set list. Coming Home, Plaster Caster, Going Blind, Do You Love Me, Domino, Sure Know Something, World Without Heroes, Rock Bottom, Got to Choose, See You Tonight, I Still Love You, Every Time I Look at You, 2000 Man, Beth, Nothing to Lose, and Closed with Rock and Roll All Night. 
And the only difference in this track listing, they stayed pretty true to it, but that uh, edition of Got to Choose, which was actually on the Japanese release of the MTV Unplugged, was at the end, and they put it right in the middle as track nine. So this is how it started. Plastercaster, Going Blind, Do You Love Me, and Domino. And then, you know, there were rumblings that Bruce was going to come out and, and play a song and potentially some other special guests. So didn't really know what that meant or what song he was going to play on or songs and, and all of that. So after Domino, so the next three songs in the track listing were Sure Know Something, World Without Heroes, and Rock Bottom. So the core band kind of got up and they... Talked about bringing some other people out, so it was actually Bruce Kulick's solo band. So you've got Bruce, obviously, you've got Todd Kearns, you've got Zach Throne, and you've got Brent Fitz on drums. So that was a surprise. <laughs> Again, I thought kind of that core band was going to be there the whole time, and maybe originally it was, and they were going to kind of bring people in and out, and this presented itself, and they decided to do that so the first song they did sure know something and unfortunately bruce's guitar was <laughs> was not working from the moment he sat down and was just kind of trying to strum and and uh, get loosened up and so unfortunately you could not hear that hardly at all throughout that whole song and then it ends up getting fixed just in time for the ballad a World Without Heroes, which was good. And then Rock Bottom was up next, and Bruce's wife, Lisa, actually came out and did the lead vocal, which was a surprise, because when Bruce announced that she was going to be coming out, again, we know the track listing of the album, but we were thinking, oh, maybe they're going to shift some stuff around, and she might do one of the ballads or, you know, something else, and... All of a sudden, the intro to Rock Bottom starts, and it's like, all right, she's going she's gonna to tackle Rock Bottom. Got to Choose was great. See You Tonight. They actually brought Chip Zenuff out on bass, which was, again, a little bit surprising, a little bit odd. And then I Still Love You comes up on the track listing. And for those of you that are familiar with Kiss Unplugged, Paul's vocal performance on that song was amazing. So it was like, how are they going to tackle this? So they brought Brennan from the band Sisters Doll back out, and 
he gave his guitar i think to his brother who was also in his band and brennan was just going to sing and he did an awesome job again he's not paul stanley he knows he's not paul stanley so he <laughs> adjusted things however he needed to adjust them to make it work for him and he did an awesome awesome job next up every time i look at you which was curious what they were going to do with this so ryan spencer cook from the ace fraley solo band came out and tackled the lead vocal i don't think he had a guitar on he just did the vocal and he did a commendable job as well This is when Paul says we've got members of the family here tonight. And I think they ended up using some of those same words to bring on Ace Fraley for 2000 Man. So crowd going crazy. Ace sits down, gets his guitar, kind of seems like he's, you know, figuring stuff out and, and getting comfortable. And all of a sudden he kind of starts the riff for 2000 Man and he wasn't just fooling around. He started the song and nobody <laughs> nobody knew that the song had started. So they quickly caught up and rolled with it, which again is classic Ace. And they made their way through it. It was a little bit bumpy. I will give credit to, I think Steve Brown kind of saved that song and kind of brought it back <laughs> where it was maybe going off on a tangent a little bit and Steve acted like a pro and lassoed it back in. Next up, Beth. So I, in my head, I was thinking, all right, I mean, Peter is on the premises. Are they going to bring him out for Beth? They didn't, which was okay. But what they did do is they brought Joey Casada out front from behind the drums and he took on the lead vocal. <laughs>
was in a Kiss tribute band at one point in time, so he has done this song before, and he did a great job. Then they closed out with Nothing to Lose and Rock and Roll All Night, and funny thing about Rock and Roll All Night is Brennan from Sister Doll was back on stage, I think probably playing guitar, maybe he was just singing, but he motioned for some small kids that were close to the stage, kind of hanging out, sitting on the stage, to come up and sing with them, which was awesome. Yeah, actually might have done that with Nothing to Lose as well, but very, very cool. So, very cool way to start off the weekend. Wish the weather would have been better, would have had more people in the pool, and, but hey, you know, it was still cool to be outside, hear those songs played live. The sound wasn't great. Again, you're dealing with outside, you're dealing with <laughs> PA on a stick, so not the PA, not the type of PA they had in the ballrooms and even in that Expo City. So, and initially they were, those speakers were low. And after they had started, the sound guy came out and ended up raising them up. So at least they were kind of above people's heads and that helped with the sound. But again, you're dealing with the outdoors and not a great PA system to begin with. So sound was a little bit off. And this was also the start. So leading up to this, I know I had posted on the SlamFest Facebook page, I'm bringing koozies. And the cool thing about SlamFest podcast koozies, they come with a beer in it. So <laughs> this unplugged thing was the start of that. And I believe Tom and Zeus from Shout It Out Loudcast were my first customers. So now on to the Friday night concerts. So a band called Kor Razik, John Karabi, Enough's Enough, and Ace Fraley were performing. So Kor Razik, I didn't know anything about. They are a five-piece band, I believe, from the Northeast, maybe New York. So I listened to a little bit of their stuff before, and they did kind of remind me of Rob Zombie-ish type music and the vocal was similar to that as well so I was interested in checking them out not familiar with enough of their songs to really put together a decent set list They're, they started off with an unknown song as far as I'm concerned they played Vengeance Overdrive which I was familiar with from listening to them prior to going third song not sure what it was then they went into a medley Ain't Talking About Love, Everybody Have Fun Tonight, Working for the Weekend, Born in the USA, and then circled back and finished off Ain't Talking About Love. So then the last two songs they played, I don't know what they were. Again, not being as familiar with them. So a couple things here. They brought a lot of energy, which was great and i appreciated that part of it they had two guitar players one of them reminded me a lot of vivian campbell like as vivian looks today so short hair and just again his facial features just reminded me of viv however he uh he gave some great <laughs> looks on stage facial expressions kind of some evil type looks and they had platforms kind of on either side of the stage. And when they stood up on there, they had smoke 
blowing up and so it just looked kind of eerie and this guy was in the zone and and again had some uh, captivating looks on his face so he was he was fun to watch the other guitar player so he had <laughs> he had a mask on when he initially came out of course anybody says mask nowadays and everyone just goes immediately to the masks that we've been wearing for the last couple of years but no it kind of looked like an S&M type of mask or even a Hannibal Lecter <laughs> mask from the original Silence of the Lambs movie so anyway that was happening and then the next thing you know he comes out and he doesn't have it on anymore but again very, you know, animated and and kind of knows his role and is, you know, trying to look kind of evil and menacing and that type of thing. But what was so funny is in between songs, I think when the singer was talking, this guy goes over, grabs a drink and is drinking it and it's a can of Truly. What the fuck? And he's talking to a person in the crowd and he's giving cheers and they're hitting the cans together and i'm like oh man dude you're losing your whole image here by drinking a truly on stage and then the bassist again was very good had some good backing vocals and so here's this band kind of this menacing look kind of a tying into the name of the band and all this and he's got a mesh shirt on what the fuck and looks like the original bass player from steel panther i know he's not with them anymore but that's what this guy kind of looked like without the blonde hair and i'm like okay what is going on here exactly what it seems like and i i said this to somebody else but i remember Paul and or Gene talking about Wicked Lester, right? The original band that they put together before Kiss. And Gene, or one of them, said something about that didn't work because everyone looked different. You had a tall guy, a short guy, a thin guy, a fat guy, whatever. They weren't united. And I'm like, this band, I, I don't know what they're really trying to do. I have an idea, but... They need to choose it and run with it because right now it's confusing as a member of the audience, especially if you're not familiar with them at all. So a couple other things during the set. So during the third song, he came out with a hammer and was kind of using that as a prop. Didn't really understand that. The second to last original song, he brought out a suitcase and at the end of that threw out what looked like fake dollar bills out to the crowd and then the last song he came out in a red coat and a red top hat very cooper ish and again not knowing enough about him and not knowing song titles and song lyrics and all that kind of lost and then i mean the one you know you've got that medley <laughs> which was all over the board as well so tighten that up a little bit and run with some covers to get the crowd into it a little bit and then end with your originals but um the song that really kind of stood out was born in the usa and he's talking about how many people you know are 
proud to be Americans and all this type of stuff. Memorial Day weekend, all this stuff. Dude, that's not what the song's about. <laughs> so so he, I saw a couple of guys walk out of the room, which looked to be based on that. So anyway, just disjointed a little bit. Love the energy. They're good musicians. Just tighten up what your image is and what you're really trying to put out there. And I think that'll, I think that would help them. So next up was John Karabi. So I hadn't seen John Karabi perform live since I saw him with Union back in 1998. So this was a short acoustic set, set list. Love, I Don't Need You Anymore from Union. If I Never Get to Say Goodbye, which was a solo song. Father, Mother, Son from The Scream. Dead and Gone, Dead Daisies. Hooligans Holiday, Motley Crue. And closed his set with Man in the Moon by The Scream. So Love, I Don't Need You Anymore loved that song off of the first Union CD and it sounded great here. scream very very cool song his voice sounded really really good on this song Yeah. 
that 94 Motley Crue album is good. I, I didn't get into it when it originally came out, but have grown to appreciate it over the years. And this was a cool rendition of Hooligan's Holiday. first time I heard that song was when I saw Union. They covered that song during that first tour, and I remember loving that song, but I didn't know what it was or who it was, and eventually they put out a live album, and it had that song on there, so I was able to trace it back to that debut album by The Scream. Just a great, great song, and was very cool to close his set. John was awesome, sounded great, had a great sense of humor, was making jokes left and right, which was cool. And again, it, it was a cool transition kind of between that core Rosic and going into Enough's Enough to kind of have something a little mellower, but very, very talented guy. Next up, Enough's Enough, Set List, Magical Mystery Tour, Heaven Nor Hell, Kiss the Clown, Baby Loves You, Eleanor Rigby, in the Groove, Fly High Michelle, and closed their set with New Thing. So, breakdown of those songs. So, again, only an eight-song set, but 
four songs from their debut album, two songs from the sophomore effort called Strength, and then zero songs from Animals with Human Intelligence through Brainwashed Generation, which is 13 albums, and then two songs off of Hard Rock Night, which included both Beatles and Wings covers, but Magical Mystery Tour and Eleanor Rigby come from that. So I'm a big fan of Enough's Enough. Remember the first album coming out and New Thing, okay. Fly High Michelle, I always loved. But then I lost track of them and didn't get into them probably until the late 90s, early 2000s, but went through and <laughs> ended up getting all of their stuff and love their material. Just pop rock perfection with unbelievable melodies and harmonies. Just great, great stuff. So Magical Mystery Tour kicked it off. Tricks cover that was on that greatest hits in the what late 80s early 90s and this was a heavy <laughs> heavy version of the song and they were blaring they, they were loud really loud there were people around around us plugging their ears it was that loud after the first song i think chip said it's an honor opening for ace who's been clean for 10 plus years, and that's great. And then he says, I'm high as fuck up here right now. So there's that. And anyway, his band was awesome. Consisted of Chip, obviously, on bass and vocals. Tori Stoffrigan, lead guitar. Tone Fennell, 
on guitar, and then Daniel B. Hill on drums, and this Tone Fennell guy from the UK was so animated, just total rock star, just was, it was awesome. Those guys really, really put on a great show. Baby Loves You, single off of Strength, sounded great. second verse going into that chorus and did not disappoint. that Chip said during the show. So he had a bass guitar that had neon colored strings, which was really cool. And he said that Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick gave it to him. And apparently Gene wanted to buy it and Chip told Gene that it wasn't for sale. Who knows if that actually happened or not, but it was funny to uh, announce that during this show. All right, so now moving on to the Ace Fraley show on Saturday night, and I'm bringing in a special guest that's going to go over this show and talk about Saturday's festivities. So, Tony Masalem, welcome to the Slam Fest podcast. Thank you, sir. You know, it's uh, been great meeting you after uh, knowing each other basically on online, online yeah. and social media now for over what a year oh, maybe yeah. two yeah. yeah yeah so good to meet you in person yeah it's been uh, fun hanging with yeah, you yeah definitely so guitarist extraordinaire oh, with yeah. restrained tell yeah. us about restrained a little bit uh restrained so we are a hard rock slash melodic metal uh band out of northern california been together since about 09 we have four records out if you want to count the first ep 
and our newest one will be coming out this summer. Is that the COVID record? Yeah, pretty much. Actually, yeah, that's the COVID one. We just we just uh, titled it two. Two. There you go. Yeah, because nice. it's the uh, second five song EP that we're putting out. So. Nice. Yeah, nice. And I think so. The gentleman that kind of brought us together is unfortunately Sunny. Right. So, but we'll we'll talk about the shirt, the T-shirt of the day on, on Saturday when we get to that day. But yeah. so Ace Fraley's set list, and again, why we're bringing Tony in now is because he had some travel. Uh, experiences. Mm, good times. Uh, supposed to be out here Thursday and on yeah. a red eye and canceled. Yeah. <laughs> right? Flight got canceled actually twice. So I ended up landing late on uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. So I missed most of the, the good stuff for Friday. Yeah. But I did catch Ace so yeah. that at least I got that. Yeah. So Ace's set list. So rip it out. Parasite. Strutter. Hard Luck Woman with Peter Chris on vocals. Mm-hmm. Strange Ways with Peter Chris on drums, Rocket Ride, Detroit Rock City, Emerald, She, Love Theme from Kiss, New York Groove, Shock Me, Cold Gin, and close the set with Deuce. So mm. my my breakdown here, so two songs off of Ace Fraley's 78 solo album. Zero songs from Fraley's Comet through Spaceman. Mm -hmm. So basically his entire... <laughs> Solo career. His entire solo career was omitted. Origins 1 and 2 had one song, Emerald. Which was pointless. Kiss songs, I've got noted, that are Ace-related, five. Kiss songs, not Ace-related, meaning he didn't write or sing on mm -hmm. six. Yeah. So, so what? what the fuck? What is he doing? I don't know. What the hell is this guy doing? Oh no. You're at an event with diehard fans. Diehard Kiss fans. And you're playing the set that you're playing when you're right. going to clubs. You're giving us an end-of-the-road type set list when we really don't need that here. <laughs> right. We really don't. You can pull out any song from your entire catalog, and these this fan base will know what you're playing and get into it. Exactly. And probably enjoy it more than hearing, you know, what's on there <laughs> when I'm looking. Freaking love theme from Kiss. Hello. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that must have been just for a break for it Ace was. to go off, right, and come back on and... When he came back on, I think they started a little bit of God of Thunder. But just a, like yeah. a little tiny... Well, he was getting his little light-up guitar for yeah, New York yeah. Groove at yeah. that point. Yeah. But. So, part of the sell of Ace being here was Neil Davis, the organizer, was sending out emails saying, Hey, choose some of Ace's set list. And, of course, you were a late ad, so you didn't, yeah, I didn't see get any, any of those, right? Yeah. So, so, the first one, What's on Your Mind, I'm in Need of Love and Wiped Out, which were from his 78 solo album. Mm -hmm. So that was, I don't remember what even won. I Want You, Love Him, Leave Him, Hard Luck Woman, so the rock and roll over thing. And they played Hard Luck Woman, but it wasn't because it won that vote. Right. <laughs> it was because Peter was there. Did any of the songs no. that got voted no. get played? Do You, Fox on the Run, and Rock and Roll Hell, which oh. were cover songs, none of those got played. So Thank they just God. threw that out the window. Probably when Peter got added, they said, oh, well, he's going to do Hard Luck Woman. And strange ways, so let's just throw that stuff out there. But mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do that. I mean, how can you sell that and then pull the pull the rug out? Seems to seems to be a lot of that this weekend, Lots doesn't it? Of that, but we'll get to that soon, I um, guess. Unfortunately, but, I mean, look, he started out strong with "Rip It Out" and "Parasite." Okay, great, great choices. Yep. Strutter, why? No reason. Zero reason, except to 
highlight Zach's great voice, which is fine. Okay, that's yeah, great, but it's not a Zach show. It's a Ace Frehley yeah. show. And I mean, I, I listen. I'd be fine, honestly, if Zach sang everything and Ace just played guitar. Yeah, agreed. I don't need to hear Ace singing. Agreed, agreed. But Strutter's just a strange choice. Yeah, you could have yeah. used Zach singing any sound, any song. And Hard Luck Woman, I thought was you know people maybe expecting him to do. I don't know what else could they have done. He's not going to come out and do Beth. Nope. With a well, maybe Ace acoustic and it could have, but could have. But I'm glad they didn't do that. That was me kind too. of a. No, I thought Hard Luck Woman was good. It was. I thought that was great. got behind the kit that was crazy i couldn't believe it. i couldn't believe it because he just had surgery yeah there was talk that yeah they were saying yeah that's the one thing neil was saying like yeah he's not going to get behind the kit because right so he undersold that <laughs> yeah he, he undersold actually, that for sure and then he actually did it so and it was great i mean that sounded great
Yeah, song. he sounded great. He, he, sounded he sang it well. Uh, that was honestly, those two songs were the highlights yeah. of Ace's set. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it was different. It was something different. It, it was great. And then Rocket Ride, great. Love yeah, that that's song. A great song. Detroit Rock City again. Another why pointless. <laughs> and I made a note again, being from Michigan. So he's. He introduces that great song Paul Stanley wrote about a city on Lake Michigan. Well, it's not on Lake Michigan, Ace. It's on the other <laughs> side of the state. <laughs> but that's okay. And then uh, she, or Emerald. Emerald. Sorry, Ugh. Jesus. I don't know. I that. don't know. You you shouldn't be doing those songs no. live. It's cool that you want to go back and pay tribute to the people that influenced you, but don't play that song. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. But don't do it at a Kiss convention. No, no. And then she, which of course he yeah. he he butchered saying it was off the first Kiss record or whatever. <laughs> of course. Um, but then he says one of the requests by the fans it was not one of the requests by the fans or no. whatever. So I don't know what that was. And then we talked about love theme, mm-hmm. given given Ace a break. That was actually really good. It was. Because Ace wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. New York uh, Groove. Cool. Again, that, that song tends to get some shit. I mean, it's a, eh, it's a hit. I like it. Um, I, I don't mind that song. And Shock Me. Kind of smoke, smoke started yeah, kind of prematurely smoke. right at the beginning, yeah. which I don't know if that's by design because then it stopped and then it started again. I turned it off. And then closed out with Cold Gin, uh, which makes sense. And then Deuce. Again, does not make sense. Doesn't make sense. It's, it was not needed. I know he has said it's one of his favorite songs, but <sighs> honestly, he should have just ended with "Shock Me" and called it a day. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe switch <laughs> "Cold Gin" and "Shock Me." Leave "Deuce" out, and I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, but, kind of an epic fail from a set list standpoint. Yeah. But where's Rock Soldiers? Ace doesn't really. Jesus. Can you, can you at least do something from Fraley's? Let me repeat: nothing from Fraley's comment through Spaceman. Yeah, anything off of Trouble Walking, like, I mean, God, that's a good record. It's a great record. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But, again, it was, like you said, the highlight was seeing Peter up there. Well. And Peter sounded good. He probably couldn't do those songs because Tommy wasn't around to teach him how to play them, so. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say that all right? You did. Oh, man. You did. Shame on me. And it's recording. (laughs) That's all right. So. Yeah. Again, it was it was Facts. fun. It was fun being with everybody. Um, Absolutely fun having yeah having you at least show up because yeah your post on Facebook you're like I don't know if I'm I don't even know if I'm gonna make, make it make it for today festivities yeah. at yeah. all. So at least you saw yeah at least I caught that show. at least you saw Peter. So let's move on to Saturday's events and I mentioned Tony's shirt of the day. So <laughs> uh, for those of you that. Uh, that listen to any of the podcasts that, that Sonny guests on or, or is on. I guess it started, right? Jericho said it on Shout It Out Loudcast? Yeah, okay. yeah. Jericho said yeah. it on Shout It Out Loudcast one time. <laughs> and so I just thought it was the funniest thing that he's ripping on my boy because I've known Sonny since 87. Uh, so I just had to go make that shirt. I mean, it's the best. And I, I can't even tell you how many people have commented on it. It's fa- it's fantastic, and I took a picture of you. Like oh, okay. I wanted, I wanted it yesterday, and I wanted to send it to my brother. And the response that is awesome because he thinks that line is so that they play that clip. Yeah, all right? the time. Like, Who fuck is Joey Casada said? Where do I get one of those? <laughs> I need one of those. Right, right. You know, fantastic. Todd Kearns asked about it too. Yep. And at countless people in the hallways, right? Like, 
You might need to what, set up a table it? next time they do one yeah, of these. Right. <laughs> well, I was saying, yeah, who the F is SunnyPooney.com. You'll find the shirt. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Fantastic. Man. So, Saturday started off, well, it was behind, of course, right? You go to That's these right. things, the meet and greets get all screwed up. They had Ace and Peter overlapping, and it just got jacked. So, I don't think that thing started until after one. And the longest of lines. <sighs> Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, what the hell? I'm so glad I don't partake in those things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy. So they did an all-star jam, which was cool. Brandon Fields, for those of you that are familiar with Minefield, he, he's kind of the mastermind behind that that album. So he was the musical director for this thing. So they played, what do I got here? They played 13 songs as part of this thing. So Chip Away at the Stone, Surrender, Hellion, Electric Eye, Round and Round, Highway Star, Shy Boy, Shot Down in Flames. Well, that was funny because they were trying to get Zach Throne. He was supposed to sing it, mm -hmm. and he wasn't there. So I think Jeremy Asbrock was either called him or texted him and said, you're you're wanted on the stage. Yeah. So instead, they, they like started Dirty Deeds, and then they did part of T. It was, yeah. it was a mess because yeah. they didn't know, nobody knew what to do with Shot Down in Flames. Eventually, Zach came. Fucking absolutely killed it. Nailed it. The guy is an absolute beast. Oh, my God. I mean, his inner Bon Scott. Unbelievable, <laughs> was, that guy. The notes he was screaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I sent that to this, uh, the Slamfest crew guys, and yeah. everybody was like, fuck. That, it yeah. was, I mean, it was something else. And then John Krabi, fan of John Krabi, get, gets up and does a couple songs, one by himself and then one with Chips Enough, but... We don't know what they were. I, honestly, I was too busy talking to people. I, I really don't know what's going one on. One of them sounded familiar to me, but the other one, yeah, I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing. Sounded good, but I yeah. got nothing. And then Minefield, which again makes up Brandon Fields, Todd Kearns, Jeremy Asbrock, and Matt Starr. They put out an album, one of those things where they're in different cities right yep. they recorded it so they never really were in the same room together mm -hmm. and they decided to play some of it so they played the opening track alone together <laughs>
fantastic. song. Love it. Played an All-American Man. I get it. You're at a Kiss thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I would have preferred to have heard another track another on there. there. I mean, they recorded it on that album, but yeah. I get it. I get it. Why? But then that makes sense. they brought Chip is enough on and did Paradise City. You know I tuned that out. <laughs> and I get I tend to tune it Todd out. Todd Turns has it. a connection with Slash, obviously. He's of a bass player. And he sings some of the GNR stuff when they do. They don't mm-hmm. really do much GNR anymore because they've got Slash has got five or what five albums, yeah. But no, he nailed it, of course. But I just like why you've got Minefield together, yeah. Play a couple other For the songs. First time you're, ever. you're selling CDs on the side. Play yeah. some songs from this album and get people, get people to buy them. So, but anyway, it was cool. I mean, well, and let's not forget Shy Boy. Holy smokes! Okay, I don't know who the guitar player was. Dakota something. I don't know his last name, but uh-huh. he's a net local Nashville guy. Oh, okay. That, that Tyson Leslie, who plays the keyboards, yep. or he played bass on that. He kind of he oh, knows those Tyson guys. He puts bass. yeah, he puts that shit together, and so Dakota he was tearing it up on that bass too. They was, did really, they did a really good job on it that. It was very, I was very, very impressed. cool. Yeah, very very cool song to do. Yeah, yeah. Who um, round and round had our friend Joey Casada on drums mm-hmm. and. Sisters Doll, um, singer and bass player, but the singer didn't. It's interesting that he didn't know the lyrics. He had them up on his phone, so it was a little disjointed. It's probably a last minute kind of. Hey, you want to do? Oh, yeah. I can do that. And then Chip Away at the Stone, I loved, and Brian Forsythe. I didn't Kicks. even know he was here. I, that's all he did. He did that song, packed his guitar. Oh, he lives, he lives here in Nashville, huh? Yeah, he okay. Lives here. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I didn't see Brian around. Yeah, so that was that was cool. But all in all, yeah, I mean that was cool live music for those of us that didn't do meet and greets, so we could watch something yeah have something to do and then one of the things i was looking forward to was quarantine so quarantine is Mm. chris jericho's side project that he did during quarantine and got some guys together and and started doing kiss covers and so he did a 12 song set of non-makeup kiss which is cool because we don't ever hear that stuff live Mm -hmm. so love's a deadly weapon kicked it off heaven's on fire Heart of Chrome, Thou Shalt Not, Domino, I Just Wanna, Guitar Solo between the two guitar players, mm-hmm. which again was given that was very good, CJ actually. a break, I think, uh, but it was good, definitely. Mm-hmm. Led into No, 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 which made sense with that guitar intro. Mm-hmm. Silver Spoon, which they just recorded. I think it may have dropped. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know if it's available. Yeah, it's out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. Who Wants to Be Lonely uh, All Night and Closed with Lick It Up. So... Interesting. So one one song from Look It Up, one from Animalize, three from Asylum, one from Crazy Nights, one from Hits, and four from Revenge, which yeah. I, which is fine. But I guess I was hoping for more eighties stuff really mm. from them. I mean, we're gonna get our fill of Revenge from Bruce, probably yeah. his band tonight. But I, I don't know. I get it. They the one Heart of Chrome they did with Bruce. He right. came on. And did it, but I, I guess I was hoping for maybe some more stuff off of analyzing Crazy Nights, just I, for something different. Honestly, I would have left out Heaven's on Fire because I don't, I don't care who does it live; it never sounds it right. Never sounds it right. never sounds right. That thing, the way that's produced, and with how yeah. powerful the backing vocals are, and it, they can't. It's create. it's always the problem with the backing vocals because it's not a difficult song to play. No, but the backing vocals are just so funky on that song. And you get that the one. I don't care who does it; it's never right. You get, and we'll talk about backing vocals because you looked at me during a song later on, yes. and you were like, "Why are why didn't they have everybody doing backing?" Everybody vocals? had a mic. 
Why, one guy was one singing. One guy was singing. <laughs> and then they did it later in the song. What was it? Read it. Was what it, song was that? Was it uh, All Night or was it Who Wants to Be Lonely, maybe? I, it was one of the later songs. I want to say... You even I, looked at me I think you're it, like, why didn't they do this during the whole song? Hmm. Ah, but I agreed. Heaven's I think it was Who Wants to Be Lonely, but I, I don't remember 100%. Yeah. But. Heaven's on Fire is a shit show. Uh, no matter who. Backing vocals. You got the one guy doing the low... And then Jericho was kind of doing the high, but you're missing... Everything in between was missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have definitely gone for more of a mid on the on the backing vocal yeah. than that super low one yeah. that, that PJ was doing. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? Honestly, though, overall, this was a great set. Mm -hmm. The energy was off the charts. At the end of Love's a Deadly Weapon, that note that, that Jericho, Jericho hit, hit and held. Oh, my God. Holy crap. That was some superhuman crap. That's why he did that song first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean that was that was that was impressive. I have to give him some props for that. That was impressive. So Jericho, a couple funny things. So he's wearing the Paul Stanley outfit from the "You Make Me Rock Hard" yes. video. The chain link. Holy crap! And the, the white pants. Cross and the white oh my pants. God. And just owning it. I mean, it was that was fucking. He was awesome. doing a little shimmy and everything. Shimmy, yeah. <laughs> And then he was pulling. He's a huge fan. People that have heard him on Pot of Thunder or, or Shout Out Loudcast, he's a huge fan of Analyze Live. Mm -hmm. And so he was bringing in that banter. Oh, my God. All of the banter. All of the so banter good. and just nailing it word for word from memory. He's just ingrained in his head. That was fucking hilarious. I think that was that, that video... For anybody our age, yeah. it is ingrained. It is. Like I knew instantly when he started talking, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here and we I, go. I was saying it with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that was a great twist, throwing that stuff in there. But yeah, his band that, is that solid. That was a very, very good idea on his part. Definitely. And he stayed in character. He never he, broke character nope. at all the nope. entire set. Nope. Yep. He didn't riff off the top. Nope. He stuck to <laughs> no, was... the script. Yeah. And, and it was great. It was great. It was great. So, so then, so shortly after their set ended... For those of us that had signed up, I don't get. I don't know if you're getting emails from Creatures Fest since you've been here, but we got an email from Neil Davis at 2:38 in the PM, and it says. So as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> then he's you know not doing whatever he's going to be doing. But right. so anyway, he talks about you know hope you're having a good time. All of all, tonight's nightly shows will feature three performers: Pretty Boy, Floyd, Dixon, Vinnie Vincent. Very important, as we are doing the Creatures Tank reveal, Vinny will be performing first, followed by Free Boy Floyd and Vixen. Yeah. Also due to time associated with getting the tank ready, along with three bands, the show's going to start between 7.30 and 8. I think it listed it as 7, or, or like yeah, originally. Originally it was 7, but then, yeah, the email said 7.30, so, between 7.30 and 8. Thanks, and we're glad that you're with us experiencing mm. Creatures class. Thanks, Neil. All right, so... I, I'm trying to think. People kind of broke, you know, and did whatever, got food or did whatever. And Everybody was trying to. Trying to. Yeah. I ended up with uh, peanut M&Ms and Nutter Butters. Because oh, no. <laughs> the wait for the restaurant was so, 45 minutes. And yeah. So I ran. I, I knew I had to get gas at some point. I got to mm. leave so early in the morning. I went and got gas and then I oh, grabbed okay. some food and brought it back. But I, I, I reconvened with everybody. What was that? 6.30? 
seven-ish, somewhere around there. We're just I'm hanging out. I'm trying to think when the pick war began. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I showed up and you guys were fucking mid mid yeah. pick war. Before yeah. it was before I showed up before you had gone upstairs for reinforcement. Oh, okay, okay. So, but that was hilarious. And again, there was a line. Oh God, the line I mean, was ridiculous. Trying to describe, you know, where the conference rooms are, where the shows were, all the way back, basically to the lobby. And we were hanging out yeah. in the lobby. Yeah. Um, and then it was through the lobby, all the way past, all the, past elevators. the elevators. Back in, I don't like, even know how far back. Holy that shit! Goes. So I come down and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna run back upstairs. I got a bunch of beers and I brought, yeah. <laughs> brought beers down and passed them around to people. And we just—it was so funny. People were in line. We're like, why? Speaking why of, why are people in line? Why are people in line? Yeah. What? It's not. It's not a. Uh, we're all gonna see. You're all. We're all getting in. <laughs> There's all, no reason to wait in a line. We're all getting in. And so that was kind of the beginning of the yeah. show. Yeah, really. it was nuts. <laughs> so um, there was zero point to that. It was, but you know, prior to that, Sonny and I went and did the Todd Kearns. Oh, Brent that's Pitts right. Experience. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Thing. Yeah. So um, that was last minute. He just looked at me and said, "Hey, you want to go to the?" I said, "Sure, sure." Like I love those guys. So. First, you go in and you take your photo. Like, basically, most of these meet and greets have been you go through, you take your photo, and then you get back in line, go back through, and then you do the signing or whatever it yeah. is. But with um, Todd and Brent, what they did was pretty unique, I thought. First of all, Todd is selling his own brand of coffee. Yeah. Yep. And so while we're standing there and they're taking the photo stuff down, they were handing out little cups of coffee for us. And it was actually very good coffee. So if you're interested, Todd <laughs> Kearns nice. Coffee. I don't know what the name of the Todd Kearns Coffee yeah. is, but it's Look very, it very Google good. It. Yeah, Google it. it. You'll find it. Um, you're welcome, Todd. Um, <laughs> so well, we're waiting. And then uh, we sat down kind of like like at a campfire. And um, Todd had a ukulele. Or ukulele. Yeah. And um, Brent had a ukulele bass. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which... I had seen that before at NAM one year, a couple years back. I was okay. like, that's a freaking base. But yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they sat around and told stories about, boy, you name it, Kiss, Slash, everything, everything in between. And they played um, Coming Home, Forever, Beth, and November Rain. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was really cool. It that was, it, cool. was, it, was um, it was unique. Yeah. And it was enjoyable because... You could tell they were having fun, and they don't take themselves too seriously. Right. right. So it's just like, oops, I screwed I, that up. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and Todd's kind of calling out uh, chord changes to Brent because he didn't know the song. He's yeah. like, oh, we're doing that, okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, pros that they are, Brent was like, oh, I got it, okay, cool. Nice. You know, yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew that that guy uh, was quite as talented as Jesus. he is? I didn't know. I thought he was just drummer, but no. Nope. Yeah. Wow, man of uh, many talents. Amazing, yeah. those Canadians. So that was that was really great. That was that was a really great experience. Cool. It was fun, yeah. very cool. So eventually, this line started moving. And I think everybody, right? We're hanging out with Tom mm -hmm. and Zeus and Steve and Michael and Sonny and Danny and, um, and you know we were like, yeah, we're not getting in line until this line mm -hmm. gets to us, <laughs> basically in the lobby, right? Yeah. So eventually, it got there, and we made our way up there and. So we get in in the security. I mean, we are getting, we are oh, emptying Jesus our Christ. pockets. They are wanding us, yeah. you know, like, and we get in, we get past security into kind of the lobby area before going into the banquet rooms where the bars are set up and nobody has been let in yet. No. So it is now, 
instead of just a line, now everybody is just hanging out in this. Mm -hmm. And it's tight. I mean, it's, it was it not was comfortable. starting to get, get warm, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, there was no air in there. No. It was hot. And no access to a bathroom. No, that's right, because you have to go back, back to the security check. And they weren't letting more people into like that area so i don't think they were zeus i think said he couldn't go out to well he probably had a drink in his hand because yeah, i tried too. to go to the bathroom too because yeah. i was like well we've been waiting in here now for 10 15 <laughs> minutes and he's like oh i can't go with that i said okay can't come in with the drink can't go out with a drink jesus christ man so but then they opened the doors at that point so yeah yeah and so and we, boy we, yeah <laughs> so yeah so just a few minutes probably before they opened the door you could hear music you could yeah. hear something in there like a sound check like of a some sound sort. check almost yeah. of sorts right but then all of a sudden they opened the they opened the door um and we were in the, the vip section so but they only yeah they had like one door open it trying to yeah I mean, squeeze all, squeeze these, people all these people through there and you could hear <laughs> Shredding going on when the doors call, open. Honestly, I don't look. Know. <laughs> I don't even. You know what? I'm not going to call it shredding. Okay. I'm just not going to. I heard noodling. That was some <laughs> musical masturbation. Is what that was. <laughs> he was noodling, and it was sloppy AF. It was. I, I, I mean, you while you were describing it, is that's what you do when you're warming up. Yeah, as a guitar player, yeah. like you go plug in, or you, you know, you're in your room, you plug into your little amp. You just start, just noodling nonsensical crap, just to loosen up and yeah. warm up your hand, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's usually not the best because <laughs> right. it's just you're playing whatever right. just to just to get loose. That's what he was doing in front of people for 20 minutes because <laughs> right. he started this at least five minutes before he opened the doors. Correct. Yep. And so we're all walking in, and this cat's freaking just standing on top of this tank, noodling. Yep. And he didn't stop for another 15 minutes after we got in. So no drum set on the tank. No drum set whatsoever. Vinny. It was behind the tank. That tank, yeah, for the bands. But it was Pretty Boy Floyd or whatever, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so we get in there, and so Sonny and Danny and Tony and I are in the VIP section, and the other guys are in the GA section. In the BAF section. Yeah, and we're standing there. <laughs> And I don't know if it, you know a minute, minute or two. I, I looked at Tony and I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think it might have been around the 90 second mark, and you just looked said, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> so I go outside, and there are the Pretty Boy Floyd merch table. There's people there mm -hmm. working that. There's people working the bar, and there's like the staff people. That's it. And yeah. I, I started talking to the pretty. They're like looking at me like. What are you doing? I said, I can't. No. I can't do it. I can't do it. When's Pretty Boy Floyd going on? Because yeah. I want to see a band play actual music. So again, some of our some of our podcasting uh, brethren, uh, Jay Scott, ended up coming out too, and he's just like brutal, <laughs> brutal. Gary Cap, um, great uh, great listener, came out. Just I can't. I can't do this. So I mean, there were just kind of sporadic people. And I honestly, I just couldn't walk away. I know because what the hell am I looking at I right now? I, what the hell is this? I can't walk away because I have to be able to talk about this. And no acknowledging the crowd. Unbelievable! Didn't say he didn't say a word the whole time. No, he never said no. anything. Oh, and, and and let's not forget, 
as soon as we walked in and he's sitting there noodling, people started pulling their cameras oh, up. Jesus. And here comes security swatting oh. cameras and phones down, flashing flashlights from on the their faces. Yeah, from the stage, flashing lights at people. I even got I got my phone out for the 90 seconds I was in there. I wasn't gonna I wasn't filming, I've got it out to look at something. There was a yep. woman on me like that yep. saying, No filming. I'm like, I'm not fucking filming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean Come on. I mean, there were no signs. Yeah, that's there the thing. There was nothing in the, you know, anything about not being able to do Nowhere that. was it made, like, public or general right. knowledge right. or no announcements that no pictures, no video. Nobody said it. Apparently, it was Vinny expected it to be in the in the in the contract con- or whatever. Right, but, right, right. yeah, it was not communicated to anybody. So, everybody was like, what are you doing? Like. So, Steven got kicked out. Yeah, Steven Michael <laughs> got kicked out. He'll talk about that. He'll talk about it. On, <laughs> yes. Listen to Growing Up Rock. Yeah, you'll, you'll, get the story you'll, get on that, that you'll get that story. But yeah, when I left, I walked kind of around back by that GA section. He was surrounded by security people. Oh, and I just said, Ooh, I'm going <laughs> to walk I don't know that over guy. here. I don't know this guy. So <laughs> unbelievable. So I end up hearing then that stops. I hear a voice, which was. The bass player. Yeah, Do the we bass know player. Who that is no. Okay, so there was a bass player. I should have asked him. I just signed up for yeah. that coffee. But... And all of a sudden, I hear the it looks familiar, familiar the familiar sounds of "I Love It Loud" drums. I'm like, okay. So I went back in. Literally familiar because it was off of the studio. It was literally the track. <laughs> and on repeat, though the. Ah, uh, so over awkward. and over and over, and and then, and then he started. They brought people like, from the like special, probably the Vinnie package or something. Yes, up yep. on stage, and some of the organized. I mean, Neil Davis. Was Neil on Davis stage. was up there. Uh, Brian Bell, Todd Kearns. Todd Kearns was up there. there, and, and they were like, singing the chorus. I guess kind of with and standing on the what the treads, the treads of, of the, the tank, tank yeah. and. I, I was talking to Tom and Zeus and Gary this morning. I think um, somebody got thrown out of that. Uh, somebody got taken down off of there. And I, I remembered it like this morning. I'm like, really? And I, I want to see some video. There is, go to YouTube, everyone. There's video. There's plenty of that. But there. it's like audio because people are holding their phones down. There's and actual video video. I oh, saw there's some. video. Oh, yeah, video. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I saw one where somebody had it down, you could hear an audio, and then you brought it up for a few seconds, and then brought it down. And I know it down. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I watched a lot. There's a lot of shit talking out there already. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so. But it was that was the most awkward, cringeworthy thing I've ever seen. It just because, literally, it was the track. Because Gene was singing everything. The only thing that wasn't on the track was. I guess the people that the guitar were, solo. Oh yeah, right. Because I mean, there was guitars in the track for sure. Because that all wasn't just Vinny. Yeah. And all those people on stage at the mics. It's I don't like, think those mics were on. No. Because just, I would have heard Todd's voice yes. come through that mic if it was yeah. on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And yeah. I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so he eventually walked away from it. Because he's like, "What are you doing?" So then, the, so the bass player, which I'm calling the master of ceremonies, right? Because Vinny yeah. wasn't going to speak. Fair. So this guy had to write, do Poor it. Guy. Yeah, poor guy. No, I pain. mean, so okay, that's so a tough gig. <laughs> that's a oh. <laughs> to draw. So here's the thing. <laughs> Bless that guy because he did the best he could. Yes, he really did the best of a shitty situation. Yes. Now he got to play with three Kiss guitar yeah. players, so don't feel too that part's bad. For amazing. <laughs> However, he had to carry that show. Yes. And who is he? Uh, 
You know what I mean? Right. If he at least had some kind of notoriety, mm-hmm. maybe it would have been easier. But mm-hmm. everybody's looking up going, who's this guy? You know, and I mean, he, like I said, he did the best he could, but you didn't know what was being sang live, what was a track. Right, right. Because right. what was that next song? So, right. So then he introduces Bruce, oh. and Bruce comes out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear the boom, doosh, boom, yeah. boom of the track or it sounded like a fucking nightclub yeah <laughs> man thing and he bruce starts the riff and then stops and at first i thought it was like that almost sounded like unholy i'm like wait a second and then he and but bruce was lost kind of with the track yeah he, he, he had a hard time like he, yeah with the track which yeah he was good not on. used to playing with the track which well, we'll get to with aches in a second but <laughs> But I, you know, I felt bad for Bruce. I mean, you know, finally he, so he got it going, and the bass player's actually singing "War Machine." I think was he? I don't know. I don't was think he? it was. No. Okay, so he was just Yeah, and I mean, <sighs> the faces Bruce was making was priceless. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he was just like, "What the f is this?" <laughs> and he was messing up and going, I don't know, so, whatever. So we heard it was a, great. we heard a story. I heard a story this morning at breakfast that uh, um, oh shit, you do have a bottle of vodka. I do, I do. <laughs> um, that Bruce and Ace were backstage, and when Bruce was going on first, Ace said, "Good luck, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, man." Which is like, oh fuck. So, um, oh well, and then the end of War Machine, they did that. Uh, Black Diamond outro from yeah. like eight, the Look It Up Creatures of Night tour. Yeah. The harmonizing on that sounded a little rough. You know, <laughs> I mean, but he was, was playing, fine. I guess. I mean, he was yeah, playing. Yeah, no, it was, it was, the guitars were live, <laughs> that's were for sure. Live. I mean, that part was okay. That was okay. That was okay. It was interesting but, but that they put it in there. But it was just, again, with the set list choices. Yeah. What is he doing? I mean, I understand. I guess he, he played on that, but I. But you have Bruce. Eh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Don't Whatever. Know. I, yeah. Whatever. And so then they could have done a revenge song they, since exactly. he wrote Correct. stuff on revenge. Correct. Let Bruce play. Correct. So then, I guess we'll get enough of that. With so Bruce. then the bass player introduces Ace, and so he <laughs> and then he, he makes the big big deal that okay, this is the holy trinity of Kiss guitarists for the mm-hmm. first time on stage, mm-hmm. right? So the track starts. The backing track for Deuce starts and Ace. No, starts. it started Cold Jam. Well, the backing track was Deuce though. No, and I, I was listening. It was it was the Cold Gen one, but Ace didn't know when to start. Well, okay, okay, yeah, that's what the problem okay. was. Okay, so he and, and yeah. he tried it like I think they tried it three times. After the third time, he goes, "What happened to the drum <laughs> track?"
<laughs> so then they switched to Deuce. They switched, yeah. So then they oh switched. Oh my god. So then they switched to Deuce, and but they had trouble getting started with that. that but they got it going. Yeah, but that's the classic line where he says, I can play anything, I just need a drummer. Yeah, I just need a drummer. <laughs> I fucking lost. Best it. thing of the night. Oh my god, I was I was laughing my ass off, and but anyway, they somehow made it through. They muddled through, and but notice, Vinny was barely playing he during was, those two songs. He was he was uh, holding he his fist, guitar, holding his he was fist, pointing, pointing to Ace and and yeah. Bruce. Yeah, he's just standing on top of this tank. He hadn't moved the entire time. Fuck, hey, what the hey, hell is he doing? Ace and Bruce carry. Yeah, obviously carried. I felt that. so bad for Ace and Bruce. Like I said, they must have gotten paid oh, yeah. really oh, well yeah. to yeah. do this. That's why Neil's going to lose money on That is cringeworthy. <laughs> that was so cringeworthy. Oh, it was a cool moment. It was. That all three of them were on stage together. But man, if it was, if there was a real drummer there, that would have been an insane it, moment. Oh, epic moment. But because he... Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it should be knowledge, but well, he fired three drummers basically. Yeah, that's what we heard later. That's right? yeah, allegedly. Yeah, um, and the band fell apart. So or whatever, whenever that happened. But if he was able to work with people, which he's clearly not, uh, um, that would have been an amazing moment. So Instead, the, it's a very, uh, it's historic. All right, it's historic. <laughs> it's historic. What did uh, so Bruce posted something, and uh, and said that it was. I'm still not sure what we saw. I, I, I'm still trying to process this. <laughs> it was uh, Bruce's post was fucking hilarious. He has some pictures out there, and it says, "An epic moment of history at Creatures Fest. Insane and surreal. <laughs> surreal. Perfect word. Surreal. surreal. Uh, the uh, the best political way to say oh, Bruce that is it was so a nice. fucking shit show. He's right? so nice. Yeah, that's the nicest way he could say it. Honestly, <laughs> so they get done with Deuce, and I think Ace thought he was done. So he's like reaching up to give Vinny a fist bump or whatever, and then yeah. they're like, "No, there's one more song." And yeah. on the one YouTube video I saw, the guy that's filming that, it's the funniest fucking thing you, you can hear. He says, Ace is just wanting to get the fuck out. A hundred percent. 100%. 100%. Well, because it was supposed to be Cold Gin Deuce, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, right? But since he fucked up Cold Gin three times, <laughs> they went to Deuce first. Oh, my uh, God. So then they made their way. They muddled through that one. And, the, and of course... Ace didn't even know he was supposed to solo. No, right. So Bruce was like, right. All right. All right, I'll And he just started ripping. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then that was it. And then... So that was it. Then Vinny gets helped down off the off. tank. Right. Oh, and we forgot to say something. He was wearing the unk makeup mm. with a black pantsuit. How could we... What? And heels. Choices. 
Well, yeah, the, he had little booties. Little booties. They called that. Oh, he was going to have the little booties with the little high heels. Um, but what? Oh like choices, bro. First of all, with that terrible big wig, you cannot see the makeup on your face. No, right. All you see is that right. stripe on your nose and the black lips, no, right. and you look ridiculous. It's, yes. yes. You look like a clown when, when you're standing with Ace and Bruce up there. Period. He yeah. did not need that. He, he should have not done the makeup. You know what? This might this or be might, full costume. This right. This make a choice. This might be a good example of what Kiss should not do on the last show of bringing people out, hundred percent without makeup, combining with makeup. It just ugh, it doesn't. This work. yeah, this right <laughs> here work. validates everything Kiss has been saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Agreed. You know. Kiss so then, like, oh, it'll be great if everybody. No, it really isn't great. So Vinny's high. You know. Shaking hands or his fist bumping or something. People and they started to come out and take down the tank, not the treads because we saw the treads right. later. Right. Uh, when Vixen. That's going to be hard to take down. Yeah. Right. So we leave, and I, I mean, trying to describe. Listen to growing up rock, Sunny. <laughs> can't wait to hear Sunny's <laughs> again though. Comments. About bless it. that bass player because this guy worked so hard. He did. He. The only way to get from one side of the stage to the other yeah, is around behind yes. the tank. Yes. So this guy was up on the left side, goes Going down, down, runs around backside, yes. gets up on the right. There's a mic up there, and he ran back and forth, I and he like was Bruce singing. He, it was very <laughs> Bruce, and he was trying his best. He he, uh, he look that guy did a great job. He did. I, I got to give him props. I don't know who he is. Sorry, I don't know who you are, but he did a great guy. job. But just overall, yeah. the biggest shit show just I've ever seen in my life. Un- I am so glad I made it here for that. I know. Because <laughs> it was absolutely a train wreck. And again, it was low. People were asking me when I was going online, hey, what are you looking forward to seeing? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, low hanging fruit right I, there. Well, fuck. Yeah. From a standpoint of, you know, actually wanting to see something good, right. Vinny, Vinny was not on the list. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to see the what, what we saw. I mean, the, the point of coming to see Vinny was you knew it was going to be bad. It. Yeah. So, yeah. like, my expectations were met. Actually, it was exceeded. <laughs> when I reached out to you, because you were, again, a late ad, yeah. I reached out to you. I said, hey, how would you like to recap Saturday? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, in. Yeah, you're like, do you want to do Friday or Saturday? I'm like, oh, I want to do Saturday. I want to do Vinny. Let's go. <laughs> now, after Friday, after seeing Ace, Sonny mentioned, that was the worst show I've ever seen in my life. Right? Yeah. Well, until Saturday <laughs> until hit, Saturday. and Vinny showed up. I mean, it. Sonny was visibly upset for at least two to three hours after. <laughs> Do you know how long it took before he stopped pouting? So, right. After so we, that? So, we left, and actually, I went back behind into the GA, because I still hadn't seen Tom and Zoops. I'm like, i got to see the look on these guys' yeah. faces. I went into the GA section. I found them. I had my mouth, a hand over my mouth. And Tom just fucking he saw me, and he just lost it. And he's just like, holy, what the fuck did oh we my just God. see? So then we, that uh, whole crew, we made our way to whatever that... To the bar area, yeah. Whatever that place is yeah. called. Bar area, hung out, and just shot the <laughs> shit, and just tried to figure out what the fuck we just saw. Nobody could process it. It was... Nobody could process it. That was a one-of-a-kind performance. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. To be Canadian, even though to I'm be, not Canadian. Yeah, yeah. One of a kind performance, surreal moment in time. Unreal. Um, history that will never be repeated. No, no. 
No. Ever. No. No. Did I say that? Did I do that very PC? Did I do that right? You did. Because I'm not used to being nice like you that. You did. You did. <laughs> you know, curmudgeon you, and all. You did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hashtag curmudgeon. Oh, so again, you know, if anybody's Ouch. wondering, was Vinny playing when we walked in? Yes. He absolutely he was, was playing. playing. So don't let people say that it was a track. It wasn't. No. You, no. Could, you could tell, but it wasn't good no <laughs> everybody was saying oh he was shredding no that's not shredding that's noodling if there's he a was difference shredding it would have been and it would have been clean clean right it was it wasn't imagine good. ace trying to play <laughs> vinnie vincent from vinnie vincent invasion era that's what it sounded like that if, for those of you who weren't there that's what it sounded like ace yes. trying to play vinnie from vinnie vincent Vin invasion yes yes that I mean, yeah. I think that's, that's that's a good that's pretty accurate, that is, right? I think it is. I think it is. So, I mean, if you go to YouTube, you'll hear it. You'll know what I'm talking like, about. And again, you know, people saying if it was tracks, Tony made a great point to me earlier. He's like, it would have sounded good, right? It would have <laughs> that track. would have been good if it was tracks, <laughs> and it wasn't. So again, we had we had a blast with those guys. Joey Casada ended up joining us, and he was behind the stage, oh. gave us some oh. perspective of that, which was <laughs> which was pretty well, good. We'll let him share. Yeah, he I'm can, not, he can share. That. He can share that stuff. But that was that was cool. And then, so I mean, we were there for fuck an hour, in the bar. Hours? Yeah, I mean, an hour it, was that, it was about an hour because we missed Pretty Boy Floyd. So we missed Pretty Boy Floyd, which that was unintentional. Yeah. I did mean to go. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I was waiting for my quesadilla. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some people were eating. Some Finally got food. That was yeah. the first actual food Meal. that I'd eaten. And it was like, what, <laughs> 9 o'clock? On Jesus. Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. I mean, since I've been here, I've had nothing but pretzels and M&Ms. Uh, so I don't know so, how we beer. got tipped off to go to the, back to the venue. Well, you came back in. And I was like, oh, oh did I you pop that on Pretty Boy Floyd? And you're like, right. there's nothing. They're done. You're right, right, right. And then that's right. So then we went in for. Then we went in. So I think it was Sonny, Danny, and you and I went back. I think Tom and Zeus poked their heads. They did because, but I don't think they. Yeah, I'm not sure they stayed. Tom doesn't Um, know what he's talking about, so he doesn't like Vixen. So right, but But he went. I think so. Vixen. Let me. uh, So I, you know what, I did not write this down, but I'm I'm pulling this off online. So rev it up. I missed. I miss Rev It Up too. I'm guessing they played Waiting for the Big One, the Femme Fatale. Oh. Couple, I don't know. Because I walked in, they were doing How Much Love. Yeah, we walked in on How okay. Much Love. Yeah. So I, I'm not positive on that. So cruising, crying, run been. with the devil into kind of a I Want You to Want Rock, you rock me, me medley, Streets in Paradise.
you ought to know by now. I guess I don't know if that's. I pulled this off of what a is, previous. No, you ought to know by now. I don't know. They didn't do that. Okay, so they didn't do that. Love no. made me. Did they do that? No. So no. Did I missing? What am I missing? Because that's like my favorite Vixen song is okay. Love Made. Okay, so they didn't do that. No. So I'm thinking so, I'm missing something else, and then they <clears throat> did Edge of Broken Heart at the end. So they did okay, crying. Yeah. So um, they did uh, what's that one? Waiting, uh, not waiting for the big one. The other one. Falling in and out of love oh, by Femme Fatale. Femme Fatale. Yes, that's yeah. the one I'm. Missing. I would have rather have had Love Made Me. Yes, they probably had to cut up their set list because of well, how late they went on. Jesus, yeah, I mean, thanks, they didn't get thanks, on Vinny. until I don't know when they. They went on late. <laughs> they went on late, and the noise ordinance here in the hotel is, is ten o'clock, and it was quiet, way past ten. Quiet time. Yeah, yeah, quiet, quiet time. That's what they call yeah. it. Yeah. So, so that sucks because I love that song, Love Made Me. Uh, love Made Me and How Much Love. It's kind of almost the same song. It's almost the same but song. But yeah. they're probably, that's why my two favorites. Yeah. But um, So that sucks. But then we, we got, got a Femme Fatale. Sure. Uh, that's how we got another Femme Fatale song, which... Oh, thank you. So, I hadn't seen Vixen <laughs> since, this, like, the third leg of the Hot in the Shade tour um, with Kiss. So mm-hmm. Vixen, Winger, Kiss. When I saw that tour initially, it was with Slaughter and Faster Pussycat. But saw it later... Yeah, I saw the slaughter September, pass the Okay, and then yeah. I, but I was lucky enough to see two different openers, which I thought was great. And Vixen was great back yeah, then. I hadn't yeah. seen them again. You're in California, you probably see them, and you're going to the Mark. Well, now, yeah, yeah, cruise right. Is that but back in the day, them? I mean, I've seen. Or did Vixen. you see them a shitload of times? Oh, dude, I was a big Jan Kinnaman fan. Okay, the guitar yeah, yeah. player. Um, rest so, in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Obviously. Um, so I definitely made sure. I remember seeing Vixen with Y and T. And the cult. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How, like... Oh, shit. What kind of... T- that's a bill. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. It was bizarre because it was not a good mix, but it was, so it was Vixen, Y&T, the cult. Um, and that's when uh, Kinley Wolf was playing bass for them. I mean, from even Lord cult, Tracy, but... the cult and Y&T is an odd No, it, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Throw in Vixen and Y&T, the, okay, but yeah, the cult. That, that's a weird... And that they were the headliners. Yeah. yeah. But great show. I mean, they've, they've always been... A solid band. Yeah. I don't care. Girls are not, like, stop saying that girl band, whatever. It doesn't matter. No. They're just great musicians. They really are. I'll tell you what. So, again, the only original member is Roxy. Which is interesting. Um, But if she has the blessing and has rights to the name, good for her. So, Lorraine, what's her last name? Lewis. Does does an admirable job. (laughs) I guess (laughs) I'll say, is that political? Um, She She ain't Janet. She looks uncomfortable up there, kind of. She looks. It's, yeah, things are a little awkward. She's very stiff. stiff. I don't know if yeah. like that course is tied too tight. Maybe I think that that's kind of what it looked like. Maybe it was very tight. Maybe I've Maybe. seen her looser before. Yeah, she's yeah. very tight. Yeah, and uh, Brit Lightning on guitar does a fantastic great job. job. She it, honestly, she's probably the the best guitarist the, that Vixen that has they've had. had. Yeah, of and the three, even though I love Jan, yeah. to death. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brit is probably. She's she's hands down the the yep. more talented of the bunch, and then Julia Lage or however you pronounce that, oh, which is Richie Cotson's on bass. And I, I mean, to me, well, well, backing vocals were f- fuck. I mean, those two, I thought owned the stage really. I mean, they were animated. Britain, Britain, uh, Britain Julia, Julia. Sure. I mean, I just thought, especially Julia, uh, Julia whipping with the hair flips. hair. I mean, it was just perfect. I, look. <laughs> 
she was hot. She was she was, she's very sexy. She is. I mean, yeah, no. She is. It yeah. was yeah, it was good. So I yeah, I'm glad that was we a good went. addition. And you know what? Sonny was having a ball. You know, he fucking was singing. And I love it. Yeah, so I, I had a great time too. When I go to a show, you'll see, unless I'm hammered, I will just, I'll stand there. I don't sing along yeah. usually. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, but I'm enjoying the crap out of it. But I analyze shit naturally and I just, I don't know. I hate that I do that, do that too, much too much in my much. head. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not the right backing vocal part. <laughs> right. Like, or, you know, or whatever it is. Like, shit just goes through my mind. It's like, oh, just enjoy the damn thing. But uh, so it, it takes a certain number of beers before I can just let loose. But then I won't remember it the next day. No. <laughs> so leading up to this, this week, it was funny. I sent Sonny a text. And I said, hey, if I buy a meet and greet for Vixen, yeah. you think I can talk them into playing Not a Minute Too Soon? <laughs> That's a good Rev tune. Up. I love That's that song. That's a good song. tune. And Sonny's response was, they will do anything you want. <laughs> Shit, Sonny. I you said, know what, oh, that's funny. That's the, funny shit. They are some of the <laughs> nicest people. Oh, Seriously. God. I've met Roxy several times, yeah. and she's just the sweetest. Well, and being from Michigan, or, well, where I live, I didn't grow up in Michigan, but I'm in Michigan now, Madam X yeah. is Detroit, Yeah, she was the drummer with her sister. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I saw... Maxine, I, right? Maxine, yeah. I've seen, I've seen them, actually. Um, Did you see them with Sebastian? No, uh, not no, that way bad. later. Okay. Yeah, way later. I saw because that would have been interesting oh, to see. Geez. Yeah, holy crap, <laughs> that would have been. We'll something talk else. about a tangent. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but anyway, so Vixen, they sounded great. Sounded great. It was fun. Um, and going on two hours late, man. Jeez. You know that can really mess mess you up. I'm so sure. like with like your vocals. Yeah, because I know like my singer Johnny, he disappears an hour before the show. See, and he goes yeah. either sits in his car. Or if we do have uh, like a green room or something yeah. in the back, yeah. he'll go back there and he just does his vocal warm-ups. So if all of a sudden now you're pushed back, it, uh, oh. dude, it messes up everything. I'm sure that's a yeah, that's it a messes mess. up everything. That's a he's mess. he's much better at that kind of stuff than I am because I sing lead sometimes too. Mm -hmm. There's a few songs I do, but yeah. I still have to sing all the backing vocals. Yeah. yeah. And I really should just shut the fuck up before a show. <laughs> but I'm out in the crowd and I'm talking you're like, right. hey, what's going on? Right. Here, right. buy a shirt, whatever. And by the time I get up there, so yeah, I think that's a big deal. So I saw I saw the singer and and the bass player uh, in the lobby this morning, and I mm -hmm. said, "Hey, great show!" And I said, "Especially because you guys were bumped." And the singer yeah. was she was like, "I really appreciate you." Yeah, that, that's exactly that. what I'm saying. And that's what it's she tough. Probably, it, it is. I mean, they were probably right, yeah, they were warming up. She's warming her voice up, and then what? Oh, yeah, you guys got the, what, what? What? What happened? Yeah. Uh, so surreal. <laughs> Surreal, yeah, surreal evening. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think overall, quarantine stole the day. Definitely. All yeah. stars of the day for sure. Yeah. yeah. Most enjoyable set. Like Jericho did not he, stop moving. He had fun. Oh he, man, you can just see how like, much fun yes. he's having. Right? And I mean, that's that's so important. You yeah. Know, here, here's something else, real quick. Going back to Ace's show, the first song. He's fucking with the microphone. You probably know how there's probably shit that happens sure. during the first song. He, But he makes a big... He's hitting it, <laughs> looking over, dry, not singing, not doing anything, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how many times did he come in late to singing? Right. Right. So, Jericho... It's because he's song, too busy looking down at his guitar, right. and then he goes, oh, yeah, i got to sing this line here. Jericho, during, I think, the first song, 
I think there was something with the yeah, mic he wanted a little mic. bit. He, wanted he tapped mic. it twice, showed, did that, and just kept going. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, you alienate your crowd when you start. I didn't get. Monitor, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get a sound check yeah, today. Yeah. Right. Fucker, you didn't show up you to sound check. Let's be real. Right. You're the headliner. Right. You definitely got so, a sound check if you were there. Jericho's a pro. He fucking taps his mic, does a thumbs up, and then yeah. keeps going. Universal sign to the sound man. <laughs> Point to your mouth, and up or down. Up or down. Yeah. That's it, and that's what you get in your monitor. And that's then, all it is. And then keep going. That's it. But Ace... And they, uh, they'll take care of you. So, anyway... I it's all about to, how you communicate. I forgot to mention that because I noticed that. I'm like, that's two different about people. That too. That, <laughs> two different people handling the same situation. Right. Completely different. Right. Uh, and it's funny it is. that the guy that's been doing this since the 70s doesn't get it and just won't own up to his shortcomings and blames other people for all this stuff that he can't do right like play to a click track you can't play to a click track jesus christ now if there was a real drummer there like joey was saying if there was a real drummer there this shit wouldn't have happened because that drummer could have reacted to what's going on with the guitar player and you just you just go with the flow yes and it's a hundred percent true exactly But yeah, Ace awesome. can't do that because he's too <laughs> loose and sloppy. I mean, that's the problem with that click. That's why he was off on uh, what do you call it? I mean, I mean, the countdown oh, came God. in for Cold Jam, yeah. and he started playing bam, bam. But I was like, dude, you're already behind. You're two notes in, and you're behind. Way too slow. So, but yeah, so Jericho did it the right way. Point to the mic, point yep. up. Yep. Boom. He did it. He he did it to the front of the house guy. He did it to the side yeah. guy, yeah. and then it was a wrap. Yeah. And they yeah. just enjoyed the rest of the show. Right. Right. And honestly, the way we do it too is we'll ask like twice, and then if it doesn't, it doesn't change, then it say, is what it is. It just is. Yeah. It is what it is, and you're you're just gonna have to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're just gonna it. go with it. Right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it happens, and yeah. if there's a break, I'll head off to the side stage and go. Can you hey, turn dude. on my monitor? Yeah. All right, man. Cool, man. Thanks. This Thank, was awesome. Thank you for having me. You I appreciate bet. it. You bet. So now on to Sunday's events. I'm going to bring in for this segment, KISS superfan, Gary Cap. Gary, welcome to the Slamfest podcast. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate being here. <laughs> Big fan of the show. First time, long time, I guess. There you go. Say. Nice. Yeah, so this was the first time that Gary and I had had met, but again... Like, like all the, all these people that we've, you know, encountered, you know, you encounter them online <laughs> for a year, a year and a half, two years, whatever it is. And then you end up getting together an event like this. And, and it's like, uh, you know, it's like you're, you're meeting a long lost relative of some sort, right? I feel like you've yeah, known oh, these people yeah, forever. <laughs> that, that, that was, yeah, that was the, probably the best part of the whole thing for me is just meeting all you guys that I've known for a couple of yeah. years now. And yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And it, and what was, I thought what was just really cool is we kind of had a core, we had a core group really. Yes, right. And I mean, some of it, you know, we branch off and do some different things, but in the end we all kind of either ended up at the bar <laughs> at the end of the yes. night, good times, good times. So yes. Gary bought, some of the meet and greets so he a lot of his time during the days was was spent in line and, and you know luckily you were with uh uh tom from shout out loudcast uh, a lot of the times and so 
he he did get to see obviously the kind of I would say the highlight of the weekend, which was Bruce Kulik's solo band, which we'll talk about. So I'm just going to run through some of these other artists that that performed kind of leading up to that and go through what they what they did so actually so tony which you guys everyone just heard tony masalam and i going through saturday night's activities and and then aces uh, show on friday night is as well so he and i had just recorded we recorded kind of early afternoon on sunday and we got down to the expo city area kind of that annex that tent uh area and trickster at least pj farley and steve brown and they had a drummer so they were just a three-piece got up and did an acoustic set so the set list was rocking horse heart of steel tattoos and misery and then a song that i'm not sure what it was pj was actually on vocals i'm not sure if it was a trickster song or a, uh, a pj solo song road of a thousand dreams surrender 50 ways to leave your lover one in a million you stick it which was a pj solo song waiting in that line a million to one which was a kiss cover and then closed out with give it to me good so four songs from their debut three from here one from undercovers which was the paul simon song 50 ways to leave your lover one song from new audio machine and then one cover song, which was the Kiss song, A Million to One, and the one Unknown song, and then the one PJ solo album song. So, uh, Gary, are you a fan of Trickster at all? Not much. Uh, you know, <laughs> during the 80s, it, it, you'd see him on MTV, you know, in this and that. I, I just never really got into him. In fact, when PJ got into quarantine, that's when I kind of dawned on me who he actually was. Cause I really wasn't a big trickster yeah. guy back then. Yeah. I mean, I've heard their stuff. I mean, their stuff sounds fine. I actually saw a few of the YouTube videos of uh, their performance Sunday and they, they sounded fine. I mean, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it if I wasn't, you know, in, in a meet and greet line, but you know, I, it's, you know. yeah. So yeah, those, those two did a great job and actually, the drummer who was just completely unknown. He may have just been a local Nashville guy or I mean, he was great. He had this tiny little kit and I mean, he, he did everything that he needed to do on that kit and he was really good. I mean, Steve Brown's a great musician, PJ as well. I, you know, I have not been shy on the podcast when, when I saw trickster, I think open for the scorpions, uh, back in 1990, uh, I wasn't too kind <laughs> about their first album. <laughs> the second album is pretty good, a uh, little bit heavier and, and has some decent stuff. But that, I mean, that first album, other than the hits, I don't know. There's, there's quite a bit of filler on there in my, in my opinion, but this, this acoustic performance, I thought they did. I thought they did a great job. And that Paul Simon cover was actually really good. Um, One in a million. I like that song for the first album. And then the million to one cover from Lick It, you know, from the Lick It Up album was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, because that that song, yeah, yeah that song's kind of got an a kind of underlying acoustic feel to it, even though it's a you know electric song on that Lick It Up album. It you can you can see see someone doing it acoustically, and it it came across pretty well. the The other funny thing was right before Give It to Me Good, I think they were talking about yeah, this is 
what got us, you know, on MTV. And of course they were kids. Remember? I mean, they were right. like, like they were. 17, 18 years old or whatever. And, but Steve Brown made the comment that, yeah, I, I think we were, we were part of, you know, the reason for the flannel explosion, uh. <laughs> which, which followed, which I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I know you guys were wearing that in that video, but you know, a couple of years later, I, I mean, that was an entire movement. <laughs> with the well, you were right thing. about the, 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 the use of them back in the day, because when I first saw PJ in an interview on another podcast, I don't even remember what it was for quarantine. And he said he was part of Trickster. There were so many years have passed. I didn't even recognize him. You know, and now he's, you know, all yeah, he's got that beanie on and yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. uh, doesn't look the same at all. But again, that was, that was entertaining. And, you know, there were, there were a handful of us, you know, in that, in that room still. And, and so it was good. It was, it was good to, uh, good. Good. good to hear some additional live music. So then, you know, at that point, I, I feel like it, it's like every night around the same time or late afternoon, even if you weren't in a, in a meet and greet line, people kind of scattered and, you know, did whatever they could for food. Cause I know that restaurant got awfully busy around that time. So people I think retired to their rooms and then ended up, you know, reconvening later. So I did the same and then came back down. And when I went into that annex tent, they were doing a comedy show. So I, I missed most of it. And unfortunately I missed, uh, I think Todd Kearns and <laughs> Zach throne from, uh, from Bruce's band were, uh, part of that, uh, right. Celebrity rock star. Yeah. Where Courtney right. Conan Dold throws them up there and kind of, mentors them before and and gets them to do that so I, i'm sorry i missed that but i did see craig gas and i had never seen craig gas in person and, you know i've i've heard him on sure. podcasts i've heard him on stern all that stuff so the stuff that i heard i mean it was pretty good but some of those stories ah he's he's told yeah <laughs> i mean i mean yeah. again there's i mean you know it's the kiss stuff on the cruise when they were you know making jokes about gene and paul wanting to charge people for the, uh, you know, uh, getting right. them off yeah. the ship and all that. I mean, it's, it's fine. And I'm sure there's people that haven't heard it, uh, before, but, uh, anyway, that looked, uh, that looked good. Have you, have you seen him before? I did. I, I, first time I saw him was in Indianapolis in 2019. Oh. At the, he was there oh, at the and India. I, Expo. He was there with yeah. Courtney. And I met him. He's a very, very nice guy. Very nice guy. Yeah. Talked to him for a while and all this and that. Yeah. Um, my comedy for the weekend came at about <laughs> one o'clock in the morning at the bar when Courtney showed up. <laughs> and she was pretty funny. She was sort of tired, but she was pretty funny. She was cracking some jokes and she had about 10 of us laughing pretty good. She's, she's, was, she's a funny gal. Yeah. Was that that night? Yeah, that was that was that, Sunday. That night. was yeah. so I probably I had just left. Probably you I did. probably retired. Yeah, because I had to yes, get. You did. I had to get up in four hours, and yep. and get on the road. So nice, nice. But yeah, we had a great big group of people, uh, in there. And uh, oh, that's yeah, that's funny. I'm glad she showed because she was pretty stressed. Again, I I just met her that day, 
And, you know, I think I was with Tom and she came up and she was just frazzled. Cause again, she was putting on that comedy show and yeah. I think yeah. they kept moving her maybe around or moving times. And it was, it was getting to her, but I think it, I think it went off pretty well. So she was probably letting loose there by about 1am. <laughs> yeah, she kind of was. It was, yeah, it was entertaining. That was, that Good. was for sure. Good. Yeah. So then made my way uh, with some of the other guys into the the main concert hall to see Sisters Doll. So this is that uh, Australian, so three brothers, Australian band that had backed up Peter uh, at his show in New York a few years ago. Backed up Bruce when Bruce takes you know his some of his solo music down down under, and so that's kind of their connection to the the kiss community, but this was their, they had done some other things over the weekend or at least individuals had, and this was their first chance to get up on stage. So their set list all dolled up. Hearts, which was a Kiss cover, Strut, Don't Bring Me Down, Words, Lick It Up, and Closed with Good Day to Be Alive. So Don't Bring Me Down and Words were with Peter Chris. So he came out and sang. It was just uh, just vocal on those two songs. And obviously Lick It Up, a Kiss cover. So the Zero Songs, they have two albums. So Zero Songs off of their debut called Welcome to the Dollhouse. Four songs off of All Dolled Up, which is their most recent, but it's uh, it's five years old at this point. So I'm surprised they don't have anything new, especially with uh, with the pandemic. Everybody seemed to put music out. Right, um, right. The, one, the one song off of Peter's 78 solo album, one off of Out of Control. And then, like I said, the two kiss cover so did you hear any audio of i, I did i watched the whole thing actually at uh, nice this morning yeah nice and and and, and you know for for a 75 <laughs> year old guy peter sang I, I i i thought very well for a 75 year old guy he he you know he didn't struggle really i mean you know he, he sang in his a lower tone obviously because of his age but yep it was it was it sounded perfectly fine it wasn't it wasn't cringeworthy to me at all i i, I enjoyed listening to it and again i i really wish i would have saw it but yeah yeah you were you were well yeah i saw the photos yeah, you put on facebook you yeah but you you got a lot of lot a lot of cool stuff um 
pictures and and stuff and stuff getting signed so uh, but yeah king of hearts i thought was that was out of nowhere i you yeah. know i i was not expecting that why they did lick it up um other than to you know play something yeah. that uh, everybody everybody knows but again their original stuff is pretty good i i kind of started diving into them a little bit when um i think i had learned that they were backing peter up a few years ago yeah. at that at that new york show and and i you know i, I think they've got a they've got a lot of energy the drummer yeah. <laughs> where's the the head mic like tommy yep. lee He's got a tad tatted up like Tommy Lee and and kind of kind of looks like him. I think the singer um kind of reminds me of Dave Menachetti with the mm-hmm. big bushy hair yep. and just some of his, his mannerisms. Of course, I I said that a little bit too loud next to Tony and Sonny, and they both gave me a, a dirty look because they're <laughs> <laughs> don't you can't compare anybody to Dave Menachetti, I guess. Right, right, but right. Uh, and then this, yeah, this kid would also kind of shake his hair a little bit like Paul, you know, Stanley does. So I think he takes some of his, some of his uh, moves and that type of thing from, from Paul. But what was, again, they're a three piece. And for the majority of the show, Gary, the two, <laughs> the two guys out front were both playing guitar. So there was no bass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if was you noticed that on the video. I did, yes, I did. It was very <laughs> which, interesting. Which was a little curious. I mean, when Peter came out, they had a keyboard guy uh, right. come out to play. And actually, during Don't Bring Me Down, that, that keyboard was a little hot. It was it was loud. I don't know how it came across on the video you were looking at, but it was it, it, it was a little bit too loud. Yeah, good, good. Now, I, did, uh, I did in that video, which was interesting, if people think that, you know, Peter might be like going back and hiding, if you will, kind of, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. In that video, we said they were going to Tokyo. I don't know if you caught that, but yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting that he and, would do that. And yeah, so what was cool, and I, I, I think they, I think Neil Davis came out on stage at the end of the set. I don't know if that was on your video, no. but he had the singer with them and they were talking and you know, Sisters Doll came over what three weeks ago, I think, from Australia. Did did some shows on both coasts, and then yep. obviously made their way made their way to Nashville for this. But apparently, Peter Chris 
paying for them to come over, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so they were talking about that a little bit on there. And, but at that New York show that Peter got on stage with them just for a couple songs there a couple weeks ago, I think Peter made a comment about that they were going to come or he was coming back to the cutting room in New York hmm. later this summer too. So you're, yeah, right. your, your comment on the, the, the Tokyo thing. So there's, there's something brewing. There's definitely something oh, brewing good, you know, with I Peter. Mean, yeah. He's able to do it. I mean, he's not gonna be able to do it consistently, but if he can get Correct. out there and people can see him. Yeah. That's terrific. That's Why terrific. not? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So on the previous days and in the, in the recap with, with Tony, we, we talked a little bit about how Chris Jericho, um, you know, there was some stuff with his microphone and he tapped it a couple of times and, you know, motion to the sound guy to turn it up. And of course, Ace, Ace during the first song of his, he's sitting there pounding on his microphone, looking over, you know, stopping the song and, and just, you know, being, uh, I, I think when people do that, I, I really think they they turn off the audience. I mean, I don't want to see him complete. Just keep going. They'll fix it. Right. right. <laughs> you know, right. type of thing. So during the Sisters Doll show, the singer, guitar player, his guitar strap broke. And he did not miss a beat. I mean, total pro. The, you know, the tech on the, on the side of the stage, they knew it, they came out, they were trying to help him, but he's sitting there, you know, putting a foot up on the monitor and, you know, hosting up this Les Paul and playing and then the guy's trying to strap him on and it's not going real well, but he didn't stop playing. He didn't stop singing. So anyway, wanted to commend him for, for being a pro and, and, and moving forward with that. So so next up in the in the main room was Quiet Riot, and Gary. I only stayed for three songs. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, um, so the lineup. I mean, so Rudy is the name. Rudy Sarzo is the name now, and the drummer. Not sure sure who that is. The guitar player is that same guy they've had for several years i keep forgetting his name i don't know and then they had jizzy pearl <laughs> on vocals right and sunny and i were in there and sunny bailed before i did even i think sunny may have seen two songs and then i i ended up seeing three so run for cover slick black cadillac mama we're all crazy now and yeah, you know, I I wanted to go hang out with my friends <laughs> instead of yeah. watching watching this. So was, that's what I did. I, I, I was never on the quiet riot train, even back in the day with Dubrow. I, I just it didn't do anything for me. And and in this instance, with what they got going on now, it's to me it's almost like a foreigner. You know, yes. there's, you know, once in a while you'll get a Mick Jones to pop in, but really it's a it's a tribute band, if you will. And it's kind of the same for me here. I mean, yeah, Rudy Sarzo's in there, but never sang, you know, I mean, and, and truth be known, if you're not a big Rudy Sarzo fan, how would you even know he was even there? No, right. So right. It, right. It, it does nothing for me. So, no, that's a great analogy with with Foreigner, especially with this band. Um Again, only having the 
well, really zero, I guess, original members, right? right. If you go all the way back to the, to the late back, 70s right. with Randy Rhodes and, and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Jizzy Pearl. I just, I'm just not a fan of his voice. And, and right. again, Quiet Riot's got hits, but they just don't have the catalog you know no, to no. to play much more than a i mean to play a 12 song set I, their stuff's just not it's just not strong enough to i agree to carry agree. it so anyway so i went back i went to the bar and there we had a, there were a bunch of people um hanging out in there uh prior to making our way back to the venue for for Bruce Kulik's set. But though I guess the best thing about Quiet Riot, in my opinion, again, being from Michigan, the drummer had a Harpo's concert theater shirt on, which is a classic rock club in Detroit. Yeah. And yep. so yep. that was, I was like, I'm like double taking. Is that, is he wearing a Harpo's? He is, he's wearing a Harpo's shirt. So that was, that was pretty cool. So again, I had a VIP ticket, which at the end of the day, I'm really not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I don't know. I don't really know why, because that room wasn't that big. You know, oh. I mean, we weren't that much closer than the GA folks. So, but for Bruce's show, I went in with you guys to the yeah. GA section. So I hung out with you yep. and I think it was you and Tom and, um, yep. and Zeus. I think it was just the four of us yep. kind of yep. back behind, uh, in front of the, I guess, in front of the mixing board. Um yep for that show so here was bruce kulik's set list unholy take it off on rock and roll with peter chris on drums so we'll, we'll talk about that being placed right in the center of this uh this set list god gave rock and roll to you domino thou shalt not every time i look at you paralyzed i just wanna and car jam so if that sounds familiar other than the hooked on rock and roll part yes that was the revenge album from top to bottom and then he closed out with four additional songs, Sword and Stone, Tears Are Falling, Crazy Crazy Nights, and closed his set with Turn on the Night. So again, 11 songs off of Revenge, one song from Asylum, two from Crazy Nights, Surprised there were zero from, from Hot in the Shade, and then the two 
other songs, the Sword and Stone, which is a, a great demo that any KISS fans listening to this will know what that is. Uh, again, I think a demo for the Crazy Nights sessions. I think that's when it was recorded. Yep. Yep. And then Peter's solo song from his 78 album, Hooked on Rock and Roll. So did you know that Bruce was going to do this, Gary? Did, I did. You heard? Okay. I did. I, I learned it, but I didn't know it. I, I think I learned it maybe on Saturday. Yeah, I, I was running. I ran into a whole bunch of people. Um, and one of them, you know, name drop. One of them was Lisa Martini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three sides. I've known her for sides. quite yep. a while. Great girl. Yep. And she said that that was happening. And that, that was quite the surprise. Because who would ever think that Peter would play with any version of kiss other than the original guys so that was yes terrific yes but i didn't get to see it <laughs> well, oh, you I, missed i missed it because i was watching it and that's when i got one of my callbacks from the airline because About my the flight, flight got oh. canceled and i had to walk out oh. so of course oh. i come back in and then you know not to jump ahead but just to get it out of the way sure when when they were done after turn on the night i turned to tom and i'm like oh great i peter's gonna be coming out tom's like he already came out where were you oh no uh, there oh. we go well, so, so i did see it youtube wise you know, gotcha but, gotcha so that's the only song you missed that's the only song so yeah so the stage was set up and and the two drum sets were right next to each other kind of kind of similar to how the unplugged was set up you know at the end when they when they brought yeah. everybody out that so i mean people knew that i guess maybe people who didn't know but uh that peter was coming they knew that a drum another drummer was going to be coming out because there were two drum sets up there sure. but that was uh yeah that was an interesting that was definitely an interesting twist on the yeah. on the night so the uh yeah so revenge 30 year anniversary right this year this year this month and yeah. wow i mean they've you know unholy that. take it off god gave rock and roll to you domino i just wanna right they played those songs on the revenge yeah. tour but the rest of that stuff other than i think bruce's solo band you know kind of doing doing the medleys and all those things that they've done on the cruises the last several years. I mean, to see all these songs played (laughs) in a row. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was back in the day. I was, I was a, a a crazy nights fan. And then I kind of wasn't really in the hotness shade. I just, you know, a couple of songs. And then when revenge came out, that was, a huge deal yeah i mean i i traveled you know that during during that tour they did not come close to buffalo so to speak i had to drive almost three hours to binghamton okay to see them on that tour but but it yep. was worth it because it's just fantastic and for <laughs> for those guys to to reenact that album again um just just I I have no negative thing to say about any of it. it no, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I thought and I thought Tough Love 
you know, again, some of the, some of this album, I mean, some people pan it and they think, don't think it, it's aged well. They think the lyrics are uh, juvenile. And I'm like, what, we're talking about Kiss. Right. <laughs> so what are, we, what are we talking about? But when I hear people say that, you know, they didn't progress from Asylum to Crazy Nights to Hot in the Shade, I mean, for people to think that Revenge is not different than those other albums or, you know what I mean? Right, really uh, gave them a kick. I, I don't know what they're listening to. I, I, I really. don't know either, because to, to me it's such a it's such a standout. It's to me it's the best non makeup album, period. Yeah, but you know everybody's got their own. Yeah, they do. You know, opinions. They do. But, I, I've got lick it up and revenge almost neck neck and neck. That that's yeah, kind I would of the way I do it. I would agree but, with that. And I think maybe some of it without trying to go too far off on a tangent here talking about revenge but i think there's people that don't like like bob ezrin and right. you know some of the breakdowns some of those vocal <laughs> breakdowns that, that yes. are throughout this whole album but, but to me i'm like i think that's great songwriting i <laughs> i love i love the bridges i love all that stuff that that he brings to the table because i think it makes it a more complete song so, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it because there there is space in between notes. Everything's just yeah, not crammed in there. There's a yep. there's, there's breathing in the songs. I I think it's great. So yeah, yeah, yep. A couple of notes I I have. So Domino, even though that's you know it's a song that's been played live before, I thought that got one of the loudest responses. Mm-hmm. Of the yeah, night, I, I made a note of that, and I, I was like, wow, and I think Zach got the words right, <laughs> which I know that yes, song is did. tricky. That song is tricky. Gene's messed it up a million yep. times, and and it is a trick. It's like, sure, no, something. <laughs> I think all those all those words rhyming get a little confused, but Zach nailed it. He nailed he it. He did. He's, he's so good. He's so good. He's unbelievable. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, how about Sword and Stone? I, I am. I, I, as you know, I'm a big audio, you know, audio book yeah. guy. And I've yeah. had that for many, many, many years, and I always wonder why they left it off. Crazy nights. I mean, there's a couple songs on there I could easily swap that for. Yes. Um, and you know, obvious. And and Bottom did a version of that, which I didn't think was so great. Yeah. Um, or oh, uh, or Bonfire. Was it 
bonfire. bonfire. I'm, I'm sorry, bonfire. Yeah. With, with right. The, that was on. What was that on? That was on a soundtrack or something. It was, and I can't remember what the soundtrack was. Was it the Bill and Ted? Well, it might have been. Was it Bill and Ted's? Gosh, uh, you would. I, or Shocker? I, yeah, one of those. It feels, yeah, but, one of those. But it, but the, but the, I really like the demo version of it, and, uh, um, yeah, the, I, I was that was a, that was a pleasant surprise that they did that. I that was really into that. That was great. Very, very cool. And then, yeah, tears are falling. Crazy, crazy nights. And turn on the night. them closing out a a Bruce Kulick show with I like how they kind of that crazy nights but it's like right after the solo I think it then it's like almost, almost a medley they then just yes. go right into it I think that comes across so well and what I mean yep. what a great song to to end it and again just proves that wow kiss missed the boat I think I'm playing that song live <laughs> Oh yeah, that 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 song surprisingly enough that that should have been a that should have been a hit back in the day. Yeah, around the night. Yeah, that, that should have been a hit. What a, what a fantastic catchy song that is. Oh well. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? So right. sure enough, again, Bruce did not disappoint. They they again, in my my opinion, they saved the, the best for last. That was. That was definitely, I yes. think, the best performance of the of the weekend. I guess, other than Bruce, what what were your highlights of the weekend? I, I again, the, the the highlight of the weekend for me, and always is, is the hang. It's really not about the artist because if you if you sit there and you think about it, <laughs> you know, I probably spent anywhere's from twelve to fifteen hours in lines for <laughs> autographs and photos and of course when you get up there you're there for all of a minute so you're not spending any time with the artist whatsoever no so and of course seeing the performances is you know is great too but none of these things i go to whether it's this one or indie or new york it's about the hang it's about meeting everybody meeting new people and that's really what it is i mean yeah it's, it's just it's yep. one big family coming together and having a good time i mean truthfully i could i could do something like that every month oh without, yeah with, without a problem so that's my i mean i'm not i i you know 
Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, Bruce, Bruce was the best band performance by far, yep. but it wasn't the reason I was there. The sure. reason was to, you know, meet everybody, you and yep. Jay and Tom and Zeus and just down the line. And absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And again, at the, you know, at this point in our lives, I mean, we, you know, we're all, we're all similar age and, you know, again, yeah, we've seen all of these bands, you know, other than Bruce's solo band, you know, we've seen everybody a lot, yep. right. It's, it's, you're, you're right. It's, it's more about, it's more about that. And yeah, I'm again, glad that, uh, the people that were able to go were able to go. I know there were, I mean, there's some, some podcasts I listened to, you know, that were unfortunately, you know, unable to make it, which, which would have just, just increased that hang. And, and speaking of the hang. So after Bruce, we went to the bar hmm. and we're all shooting the shit and, yep. and what happens? We, somebody saw who saw Rudy, somebody saw Rudy <laughs> We got a picture. I, I, I'm not sure. It might have been Sonny because Sonny was the only one standing up. So he yeah. may have saw him. That picture so, was fantastic. We took somehow we got him to come over and he gets in the middle of about 15 of us. Uh, great. <laughs> and just great. Just great, great stuff. And yeah. So, um, and then yeah, unfortunately, I had to, I had to turn in. Uh, get up early and, and drive home, but you know, and again, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd met Stephen Michael, I'd met Sonny before Joe Polo, um, but Tom and Zeus, Tony Masalam, you, Gary, you know, I hadn't met Jay Scott, I, you right. know, th- all those guys, and you know what? It was hugs. It was hugs. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm turning in, and I mean, and that's the same. All these things I've been to. I went out to Vegas to see Kiss with the Podcast Rock City guys i happened to fly oh, out there and you. meet those guys and so that's when i met them the first time but i mean the kevin williams as well and even at the end of that you know three days you know it was yeah it was hugs it was yeah. you know can't wait till next time and, and doing something and again it's pretty cool you know that this band <laughs> you know brings people together you know this this way and yeah. we can we can all relate you know, to something similar. And it's just a, it's just a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I literally do nothing else in my life as fun as this <laughs> because it's just nonstop laughs from the, from the, from the second <laughs> I got there and I ran into Tom and Zeus till I left. It was nothing but laughs the whole time. Yeah. And you really needed that when you were standing in line. Oh yeah. For these oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good times. All right. Well, Gary, thanks for spending some time with me recapping, recapping Sunday. This will be, uh, this will be quite the episode. Any <laughs> pleasure was all mine. I, anytime you want me back and want to discuss anything, you know, I'm, I'm full of, full of something. Yeah. No, college, no, full no. of something. I don't know. No, absolutely. No, you gave, you gave some, some great insight for, for sure. And I, yeah, I didn't want to, I definitely didn't want to (laughs) do this whole thing solo. And so I appreciate you coming on and, and, uh, and adding some, adding some stuff to this. Thank you. Appreciate it, Gary. Appreciate appreciate the ask. 
And now onto the Slam Fest tip of the week. So I was able to finagle some what I'll call mini pre-gaming. So again, it was there was enough stuff going on during the day that you know towards the end of the afternoon and before the evening concerts, people kind of did their own thing, whether it was standing in line at the restaurant or if they were still dealing with meet and greet stuff or if they just wanted to go back to the room and kind of relax and hang out before the evening concert thing. So I found a way to get back to my room and play some music, kind of relax a little bit, eat some food, and be ready for the evening concert. So what I decided to do, so there's stuff on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So on Friday, I decided to play songs from bands that were playing on Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, playing songs by bands from Friday and Sunday's lineup. And then Sunday, play songs by bands from Friday and Saturday's lineups. And I ended up figuring out a way to play songs by KISS to kind of close out each mini pre-gaming session. And in doing that, playing KISS songs by the artists that were there, whether they sang lead vocal on it or had co-writing credits on those songs. So Friday's pre-gaming songs, Shot Full of Love, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, The Wild and the Young, Quiet Riot, Not a Minute Too Soon, Vixen, Ain't Gonna Die, Bruce Kulick with Gene Simmons on vocal, Waiting in That Line, Trickster, The Last Kiss, Pretty Boy Floyd, Seventh Heaven, Minefield, Head Up, ZO2, Sin and Bones, Fozzie, Holly Dolly, Sister's Doll, Not for the Innocent, Kiss, and Closed Out with Hell or High Water, also by Kiss. Saturday's pre-gaming songs, Strut by Sister's Doll, Man with a Woman, Enough's Enough, Damn Good, Trickster, Red Alert, Quiet Riot, Outlaw, The Scream, Strange to Me, Bruce Kulick, Some Kind of Hurricane, Peter Chris, Around Again, Union, Dirty Livin', Kiss, Lost in Limbo, Ace Fraley, Vengeance Overdrive, Kor Rozik, and Closed Out with Save Your Love by Kiss. Sunday's pre-gaming song selections. Hypnotized by Union, I Want to Be With You, Pretty Boy Floyd, Five Smiles Away, Enough's Enough, Heavy Pettin', Vinnie Vincent Invasion, Rockin' with the Boys, Ace Fraley, Rev It Up, Vixen, The Cat, Peter Chris, Two Sides of the Coin, by Kiss, Killer, by Kiss, and Closed Out with Baby Driver, by Kiss. So now to close things out, so kind of recapping my discussion with Tony Masalem, we were talking about that uh, bass player, Master of Ceremonies. So after we got done recording on that Sunday afternoon, we made our way back down to the Expo City area, that annex spot where the afternoon bands and the vendors were at. And we actually saw the guy and he was just about to enter and we kind of tracked him down and Tony, you know, talked about, you know, he felt bad for that guy and he did everything he could. And, and, uh, anyway, Tony let the guy know that he 
that he did the best job that he could and I chimed in a little bit and you know I think uh, I think that made that guy feel pretty good so that was that was cool that we happened to run into him right after we had recorded that episode so just recapping a couple of things again I didn't have a meet and greet at all but I ended up meeting and talking to Brandon Fields of Minefield. Obviously, Joey Casada had him on the show before, but hadn't met him in person, so that was cool. I did get a chance to talk to a few members of Enough's Enough, so Chip, the drummer, and that guitar player from the UK that was so awesome. So that was cool. Talked to a few of the guys from Core Rozic, bass player, and one of the guitar players, and again, kind of told them what I talked about here on this episode where tons of energy very animated and you know appreciated that from a young band and then as i just mentioned we talked to that bass player from vinnie vincent's show and that was very very cool so what did i come home with right you, you know you've got all these vendors around selling all kinds of stuff and again i'm not a huge collector i used to have more stuff obviously than i do now and things have just gotten lost kind of over the years. But I did purchase three 8-track tapes. And if you go back all the way to the first episode of this podcast, I talk about my history with KISS and how I had the four solo albums in the late 70s and also had five 8-track tapes eventually. So I had Destroyer first, then Love Gun, then Dress to Kill, then Dynasty, and then early in the 80s there, I picked up Unmasked. But I have the Destroyer one. Bought that at the 2018 Indie Kiss Expo. But I found Dress to Kill, Love Gun, and Dynasty. And what was so cool was I talked about some of this stuff. Because people on Friday had asked me what I was there to buy. Or if I was going to be buying anything. And I brought up 8-tracks. And when I stepped into that expo city area all of these guys whether it was tom and zeus or gary cap or even sunny they all kind of said hey you know we've been walking around a little bit and we saw that there are eight tracks here and we thought of you brad and i, I was just like that is so cool and sure enough i found some for a reasonable price so that was good. I ended up getting a copy of Joey Casada's book. I bought three ZO2 CDs from him, and he, and he threw his book in for me for buying the three CDs. I thought that was cool. And then didn't purchase these, but Tony Masalam's band Restrained, he gave me all of their CDs, which was very, very cool. And after we recorded that segment of the episode, he brought up the new five-song Restrained EP. And we listened to all five songs, which was awesome. So any fans of Restrained out there, you've got something to look forward to. So to close this episode out, I just want to give a shout out to Gary Cap, Joey Casada, Tom and Zeus from the Shout It Out Loudcast, Kevin Jepson, Stephen Michael and his wife Jennifer, Tony Masalam, Daniel Peoples, also known as Twisted Kister, Sonny and Danny Pooney, Joe Polo, Jay Scott, and Jeff Trot. What a wonderful group of people to hang out over a three-day expo and celebrate KISS. If I'm missing anyone, I apologize. Not intentional. Awesome, awesome times. 
Did anyone attend Creatures Fest in Nashville over Memorial Weekend 2022? If so, what was your favorite day of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you.